0: Hello and welcome to Scream Masters with me, BAV, and with me, Fluff. And no, I don't like that. What do you mean a me, Fluff? It's a me, Fluff, not with me, Fluff. What are you doing? What? That that wasn't right.
1: All right. I'm Batman. Good luck, Harry Potter.
0: me with eggs and flour and bake me for 14 minutes hello welcome to screen masters with me bav and me fluff there we go you don't say with you say and me does it matter God. yeah because that's the little patter that's the little patter as we get started all right the people want the formula man we can't start changing things people will get upset all right <clears throat> um yes hello everyone Welcome to another new episode, we're back to TV this week uh, and we are going to be looking at uh, the first season of, uh, is it is it technically called Star Trek colon Picard or is it just called Picard? I, I can't figure it out really.
2: Uh, I don't think, I, if you call it Picard everybody knows what you're talking about. Well that's, so. that's what I would have thought
0: but I was searching for it on IMDB and Picard didn't come up but it was called Star Trek colon Picard on there and that was the first time i'd seen it so it confused me a little bit but yes we're here today to talk about the first season of that tv show so uh be aware as with all our stuff spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it i believe it's streaming on amazon prime so go and watch it if you haven't already um yes so uh let's do the admin stuff oh no actually i'll turn to my words now don't crash me here trust me okay you don't need to crash what I'm going to say because it's okay in the end. About halfway through, you're going to get upset. But but hold on to it. It's fine by the end, I promise. So this week, I would like to turn to the words of Kim Jong-il via Trey Parker and say, I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad we're alone. Jesus. And there you go. Okay. See, I thought you'd crash the Kim Jong Il thing unless I prefixed it.
2: No, no, I've, I've just, uh, yeah. By this point, I, uh, I just give you a little bit of leeway on that one. Let's face it. Ah, fair enough. Unless that you suddenly go, Ah, right. oh, Kelly, in which case. Yeah. No, you
0: know. no, no, no. I've learned my lesson from that one. Um. Now, do the admin stuff. Yes. Hello. If you want to go and watch us on the YouTube, I don't think this episode will be up there. But um, if you want to go and watch previous episodes, uh, the Mandalorian special any of the stuff we've done before, go to bit.ly forward slash bitebackyt. And if you would like to sponsor us or support us in any uh, financial way, you can go to bit.ly forward slash bitebackpatreon. I remember with both of those, the byte is spelt as a computer bite, not a food bite. And all of the information that you need including all the links to the different podcast stuff and including a special quiz that I've just uploaded uh, to the Facebook page um, to do with uh, film titles containing numbers. Um, so hopefully everyone's been having fun with that since I posted it, but, uh, go over to facebook.com forward slash the screen masters That's facebook.com forward slash the screen masters. Uh, the pin post at the top of that page takes you to all the different, uh, sites where you can find our content. And as I say, I uploaded uh, a little film quiz that I knocked up that I thought might keep us all busy during these isolated times. <laughs>
2: Cool, yeah. Right, shall we get into the, the main topic today then?
0: Yeah, get straight in. I don't know how you're going to do this. I've got some general notes towards sure. the end, uh, but then I've got sort of episode by episode notes Sure. if you wanted to go that way. Sure.
2: Well, uh, we'll, we'll find our groove as we always do. So we're here today to discuss uh, Star Trek Picard. We'll use this full title. Um, so obviously this has been on the cards for a couple of years now. You and I are both very big Star Trek fans, so we Indeed. knew that this was going to be something that we were both very, very, very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Discovery had come out. Um, the first season was not great. Uh, I could wholeheartedly say that I did not love the first season of Discovery. Very, very much enjoyed the second season of Discovery. So to continue this, uh, this Star Trek trend, I was hoping that Picard would be a very, very good first season. Was it? We will find out. Um, so just to cut to the gist okay so where are we now within the star trek timeline now a lot has gone on in the last few years we've obviously had you know the end of of the old universe as we might call it and then the start of the kelvin universe um as a result of the star trek film now loosely the the old the old universe did in fact connect to the new in the sense that there were comic books which were out uh just beforehand uh kind of leading up to that film and it all cruxed on the belief or, or sorry that the, the fact that Romulus was going to die uh, yes. that the sun in in the Romulan territory was going to go supernova and basically wipe out a good chunk of the Romulan empire so that's where we left that that series there now obviously we know from the Star Trek film that shit didn't exactly go right and that Romulus was destroyed hence the reason that Nero came back and met up with everybody and that whole thing kicked off now well, that thread has gone off on the Kelvin timeline. We're picking that thread back up now in the main timeline, as we might to, like to call it. And this is where Picard gets involved. Now, Picard, knowing that this was all going on again, as we know from the, the comic books during that period, put a great deal of effort in to try and rescue as many Romulans as possible. Now, obviously, the the sun was going to go supernova, so he put together a plan to to create a fleet in accordance with uh, with some old friends one of those is geordie the forge as as we learn in the again prequel comic book to the picard series and basically they're trying to put a fleet together in the hopes that they can save as many romulans as possible and that kind of leads us into picard so we're now picking up 18 years after the events of star trek nemesis where is that Data all that's and- passed 18, 18 years. years. According to the the Christ. timeline that they've defined, 18 years has passed since Nemesis, uh, and we pick this back up. Uh, so obviously Nemesis, we, we've obviously lost Command, uh, Lieutenant Commander Data, who's obviously sacrificed himself to save Picard. And this is one of the, the cruxes of the whole series, that Picard still can't forgive himself for the fact that his friend sacrificed himself for him. Picard is no longer a part of Starfleet. He's now retired, in effect, uh, living at Chateau Picard, uh, his, uh, his vineyard, which again, touching back on the notes of Next Generation, there's a few episodes in there where where we get to see the vineyard, especially yeah. the very, very final episode as well. Again, foreshadowing there, something which may pick up. And we find this Picard who's he's just kind of muddling through. He's just going through the day-to-day motions. He's He's no longer the Picard that we knew. He's had a falling out with Starfleet, which is all as a result of the fact that they bailed on the mission to rescue uh, the, the Romulans due to a synth attack on Mars. Again, something which is touched on in a. Star How long Trek ago short. was that then? The attack on Mars. Yeah, uh, I
0: that, believe because I it's... was thinking. I, I mean, I, the timeline of this thing is way worse than I thought. Then because. Mm. I was like, oh, so we've passed. I mean, in my head, I was going, well, it can't be 30, 50 years because Picard would be dead. But actually, that was the only sort of time period that made any sense to me that all this stuff would have developed within that time
2: period. Yeah, the time period does seem a little bit jarring. Uh, but again, this is sci fi. We always give it a little bit of allowances. Um, but yeah, essentially, I think it's like about 10, 11 years previous, um, there was an attack on mars by a bunch of synths who then decided to kill themselves as a result synthetic life form is now banned within the federation starfleet has outright banned them they they don't want synths around anymore so people like data for example uh, are now long an outlawed and this goes completely against picard he, he doesn't believe in that he's he's had his arguments with starfleet and he's no longer part of it and that's kind of where we pick him up you you in fact i think you've set the scene
0: better than the tv show does <laughs> okay wonderful i understand more now than i did after watching the entire season so <laughs> okay that's, um uh, that's good so we
2: as i say so we find Picard and, and also actually- sorry
0: sorry i will pick you up on one thing we didn't give star wars any leeway in its timeline so i can't give any any show any you know if i've got the rules have got to be the same for everything sure well i mean i I, I particularly maybe not yourself but i tore into star wars for its timeline sure when we were looking at it and multiple times since probably but um, they've given
2: definitive periods though they they said this is uh, 18 years after nemesis my concern as
0: well is that you've explained this very very well how many times did you have to say prequel comic
2: book in that in that True, but that's more to do with the uh, the the film than it is to do with this series. I'm oh, sorry, I thought you said same. there was
0: a Picard prequel comic.
2: Uh, there was a very pre- uh, very ah. brief Picard comic, but v- did not wholeheartedly go into this all that really introduced is the uh, the two Tal Shiar agents who essentially are living with Picard at Chateau Picard it kind yeah. of introduces them uh, that that's about <laughs> as much as it does and, and kind of discusses the fact that stuff is still going on with the romulans and they're still not exactly down with with the federation helping them mm. that's kind of where that picks up yeah i was so, aware of, like you say yes i'm aware of i think it was called star trek countdown uh, and i yes. bought that
0: one and yes geordi laforge makes uh, spock's ship that goes back in that takes spock back in time um he's responsible for making that ship and stuff so yes i remember that i mean again i don't count anything that i read in that as being canon because if it was important you show me it in the film as we've always said but
2: so we've got picard uh living a chateau picard he's he's just he's going through the motions clearly he's he's not got the spark that he wants to as captain of the enterprise yeah. um he's living with a couple of as i say romulan Shiars, who uh he's befriended years previous uh, he doesn't like how they were treated so he invited them to to stay with him um and we get him being interviewed uh which essentially begins the it begins picard's transference from his all uh, from his old ways uh back to uh, well his new ways of being very, very much uh, against everything that's going on, to, to finally state taking a stand again. He's he's just sat in his chateau, drinking his wine, doing bugger all for the last I don't know ten or so years. Now he, now he's got a bit of a fire under him because he reveals that he resigned in protest because Starfleet abandoned their plans to rescue the Romulans. And when the when the interviewer points out that they were Romulans, he points out that no, they were people, which again is is a very mm-hmm yeah very absolutely. important part about picard he doesn't just look at a particular life uh, and think well you're you're a klingon or you're a, a romulan you're you're worth less than i am that's or not even a synthetic to be fair to them precisely yes indeed um so as this is going on um we also get introduced to uh, a young girl named Daj, um and a bunch of romulan assassins turn up uh, and kill her boyfriend and kind of flip a switch in her um something triggers that she doesn't realize is there and basically she ends up killing all of these assassins um now having seen visions of Picard in her brain uh, after having seen his interview she suddenly seeks out Picard because she's just got this feeling that he's the person that she needs to go and speak to um at the same time Picard is, is obviously getting a bit frustrated with how things are going and and just kind of goes to the Starfleet archives area goes to see Starflight, Starfleet Starfleet uh, and uh, and basically Tries to just get a bit of information about data because it's still bugging him. Um, he, he, he's still having these visions, these nightmares about what is going on with uh, with data, and, and he feels that there's more to it. So, again, uh, you know, Picard meets up with uh, with Daj. She she finds him, um, and eventually they're attacked by more assassins. Go figure. Um, so this is now getting Picard fully involved in this whole situation, um, and Daj sadly is killed now. I've gotta say, at this point, I was a bit like, wow, this this character's actually quite nice. I quite like Daj. Um, and I was good to see it. Pretty die. much the end of the first episode. And it? this is pretty much the end of the first episode, yeah. Do you want to know my notes
0: for the first episode? Sure. Was great, then disappointing. You killed mm. the new character that I'd warmed to the most. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, it's exactly the same as you, mate. That's what yeah. I felt. I was like, oh my god, you've spent you introduced this character to me, you got me to like them and to get on board with them, and then you fucking killed them. Yeah. And I was really um, enjoying them.
2: So, obviously, I mean, this isn't the end by far. So Picard, obviously, having been attacked by assassins, goes back uh, and speaks to uh, to his Romulan friends, and they encourage him to kind of carry it on don't don't let this lie so he goes to uh, the daystrom institute uh, which has been mentioned numerous times throughout star trek history which is again one of the things i love they don't just kind of use names the daystrom institute and, and things like that they they use them because they're important no uh, but they're even bruce
0: maddox was his,
2: his exactly canon, yeah. isn't he, he was. Exactly, i think yeah. we saw
0: him in i think i looked it up and you see him in one episode he's appears and then after that, he is mentioned by either Reg Barkley or Data mm. as, you know, I've been to see Bruce, I've been to see Maddox, and now I'm back again, sort of thing. Yeah.
2: So he was uh, a character from first series, second series, I want to say? It was very early on. It was very early on. in. Um, who wanted to essentially replicate Data's uh, neural net. But by doing so, would effectively kill data. So there was a whole court summons, uh, uh, you know, a judicial and blah, 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 And eventually, it was decided that data was a life form. Um, but while Maddox was annoyed because he couldn't disassemble data, he then picked up a, a friend, which again is is how things pan out. So he goes to the data ministry, uh, meets uh, Dr. Girati, who explains that uh, basically this Daj could be data's daughter due to the kind of procedure that they did on, on neurons and cloning of, of Data's uh, prositronic net. There you go. It's the positronic net. I was trying to remember that. That's it. Yeah, there yeah. Uh, so they tried to, to basically clone that, and as a result, Daj in a sense, is, is Data's daughter, which mm. obviously piques Picard's interest even more so because now he's got an even more personal attachment to this. It's also revealed that Daj is not the only one she has a twin called Soji, who, again, for the final scenes of of the first episode, we find is working on a Borg cube, uh, which has been reclaimed uh, by the Romulans. Mm. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you know, for a first episode, like you say, started off great, very, de- you know, dejected by the end because we 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 suddenly lose um, Daj, and and I thought she was a great character. But then we find out that there's another twin out there. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that. That's fine. Hopefully she'll be as cool as this one was. Indeed, hopefully she will be. Um... So we carry on, and basically, um, you know, Picard is uh, investigating this whole situation um, and wondering what is going on. Eventually, again, gets assa- uh, gets attacked by more assassins by this Zat Vash, uh, which we revealed is a, a, a kind of a secret organization. Uh, within the Romulans, even more secret than the Tal I was going to say, like, let's stop there for a second, because this confused the fuck out of me all mm. the way
0: through the series. I thought the Tao Xia were like the, the secret police of the Romulans. Yeah. And I thought they were the people ch- chasing him. Then, like episode seven or something, I was like, oh, no, hang on. They're all members of this Jat Vash thing, and they're like an even more secret branch of the Romulan police? Or do they not work with the Romulans? I well, don't really this know. Is, this is kind of like uh, I just Section got 31, not it, it? This particular episode, there was just masses of exposition dump in a really boring way. It was just those two Tal Shiar, if that's what they are, the goodies who were the goody Romulans who lived with Picard. She just sits and spouts exposition at him for about 10 minutes. I just I got lost as to what the hell they were talking about, and then I got bored. Just really bored boring I'm, there's got to be a better way of dumping exposition but then again when you've got Akiva Goldsman in the writer's room this is what you get continue that's all so, the notes I have for season uh, for episode two
2: okay so uh, yeah we're, we're informed about this Zat Vash uh, this uh, this this organization who's been deep-rooted uh, in, in Romulan culture for, for years and years and years and uh, and basically their whole thing is to make sure the artificial uh, life form does, doesn't kind of exist. So that's that's their kind of crux, uh, that basically they're, they've they got a deep-rooted hatred uh, of synthetics. Um, I kind of want to stop Picard uh, from discovering uh, who this other person is, but at the same time, finding her themselves and trying to get as much information from her as we can. So this is where we're introduced to perhaps the shittiest character who I really didn't like him and his sister. Now, oh, thank you, thank God, um, yes, Narek. Yeah, I really Harry don't away like is this the guy. Actor, isn't he? Yeah, he's terrible. I'm really <gasps> hoping that and they don't bring him back. Was
0: that a wig? Like, I could not take my eyes off his hair whenever he was on yeah. screen because it just looked so obviously <sighs> a
2: wig. This is the problem. We've, we've come to expect a certain appearance from Romulans. Now, again, being prejudicial or not, it's the same with Klingons. You go, yeah, you've got ridges, you've got teeth, you've got fur, and well, fur, very, very hairy, you know, bastards. Uh, but with the Romulans, again, they've got this, you know, they've got this brow, and again, they try to define, okay, these are no- uh, Northerners and these are Southerners. Not buying it. Just don't like the fact that this guy clearly couldn't be asked for going through the prosthetic makeup yeah, on a quite. daily basis to look like a Romulan. Because he's Harry Treadaway right. and he's too pretty. No, no. I mean, he, and no. His sister
0: know. Peyton List is the actress. Oh, she's terrible. I was like, I know you from somewhere else because you're shit in everything. Yes, um, yes, and yes. She was. Hang on, I I did write down that there later on because she really starts to annoy me later on. Here we are. She um. So her character in this because I can't remember um Sarah Michelle Geller, geller's Gellar's character's name from Cruel Intentions. She's like the slutty sister who's right. Yeah, that is who I was like. You're just doing Sarah Michelle Geller in Cruel Intentions in this role to okay. start with, certainly, because there's certainly some sort of weird, she's getting far too close into his face, lingering, almost going for a kiss shots. Um, she was Captain Cold's sister in the Flash Arrowverse series. I mean, it's fuck all to me. She was crap in that. Uh, and then she was um, also going back to Smalley. She was in Smalley. She played Lucy Lane. Don't
2: care. No, um, so she's she, crap. She, She's a terrible actress. This is this is one of the things I think we'll probably pick up towards the end. There have been some great performances in this, but there have been some absolute fucking shoddy ones as well. Uh, these two, the, these two particular Roman yeah. characters. Are the, the, these
0: two turned me off every time they were on screen. Uh, that, I just that, didn't that is care. It,
2: And this is unfortunately one of the cruxes for why this series isn't as, as great as I was hoping it would be. Anyway, we'll carry on with uh, <laughs> yeah, on. With, with the plot and then we'll, we'll kind of discuss. So, okay, as we're going along, um, we, we're introduced to this guy, Narek, who we, we realized straight from the bat is a duplicitous bastard. Yeah. But um, like you couldn't have on. signposted it more obviously, I don't think. No, it's, okay, we'll give this guy this appearance. So they've got all these other Romulans that look like this, and they all that like, formal, and then we've got this guy who doesn't look anything like them. Yeah, of course he's going to be a duplicitous. Terrible. Um, so uh, Soji, the, the twin sister, is kind of developing this relationship with this guy. Clearly we know that he's going to try and screw her over. That's, that's that's a given straight off the bat. Yeah. Picard, meanwhile, is still back on Earth and goes to Starfleet, basically asks, him, uh, asks them to, to give him a ship, give him a crew, uh, basically he- help him uh, to to find out what's going on. They basically refuse, um, and-, and they're really not very polite about it. They're like, "Yeah, okay, granted, you're you're Jean-Luc Picard, but guess what? Get off your high horse. No, nobody mm-hmm. believes you anymore." And it's pretty it- it's pretty harsh to actually see everything that we have seen Picard give to Starfleet, give to the Federation, and they basically just turn him away. Like, no, not interested. Um, we obviously realise that the the head of Star- uh, Starfleet security. A Commodore O uh mm-hmm. is uh is basically a Vulcan who so so just so happens to look very much like a I think Romulan. She's, isn't
0: she a half Romulan Vulcan? Half, they which we later find on. out a
2: little bit later, yeah. yeah. Um still a bit dis- still a bit disgusted with the fact that Starfleet Security had no problems with letting a taushiar stroke Zapvash agent rise to their highest ranking. They should probably be embarrassed about themselves. Where the fuck is Section 31 at this moment in time? But that's that's a problem for another day. Um, so obviously, uh, Picard is being turned down left, right and centre. And he, he realises, he OK, he needs to find a way to actually get off of planet and go and do this. So he then contacts a former first officer of his, uh, Rafi. Who he obviously had a bit of a parting with and, and didn't follow in the in the best of ways. So we find uh, Rafi, who's is kind of not exactly had the best of times since uh, she got ousted from Starfleet as well. So she is basically, well, I've written her uh, down as intro to moody old druggy lady. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's she's yeah a bit of a drug addict by all accounts. She's clearly got some personal problems. Again, we find out a little bit later. She kind of separated from her family, didn't really give a shit about raising a kid. She was more interested about what was going on within Starfleet and the fact that the Romulans may be screwing them over. Kind of says a lot about her character. She she has a lot of pride for what she does, but family wasn't important to her. Again, yeah, kind of similarities to Picard in that respect. So what we find is that... Uh, Picard goes to see her. Um, she still resents him for everything that had happened previously, but she does find him a pilot and basically uh, agrees to help him out in, in some capacity. So we then get introduced to, to Han Solo. Yeah. The, the Han Solo of, of the Star Trek world. Um, Honestly, I, I,
0: I couldn't remember his name for about seven episodes. So every time he appears, I've just written Han Solo. And then mm-hmm. by the end, they'd actually made him his own character so i stopped calling it in my brain i was able to go oh no he's rios he's not han solo but yep. he is just han solo for most of it
2: in some respects yeah um so he's a bit of a, a grizzled vet uh, he's mm-hmm. he's clearly been he's been, a, team he's, team been team. he's been within starfleet before uh he's he's had a he's had a captain he, he who he obviously helped out and he has he has respect for that chain of command that's that's clearly established quite quickly uh even though he's got something like a bit of metal sticking in him He doesn't really concern himself with that. He's just puffing on a cigar. And we've got half a dozen different um, holograms on his ship. We've got a a piloting hologram. We've got a hospitality hologram. We've got uh, a medical hologram. Um, I'm trying to remember all of who they are now. An engineering hologram and their navigator hologram. It's, It's hilarious. Each one of these is him. So it's basically just a hologram. Some of those
0: basic... types we don't meet till much later on, because no, I've got no, no, notes no, yeah. about some of
2: them that I was going to make later on when we get to the point. Yes, so we get introduced straight away to the medical one, yes, and it's like, medical, well, hang on e a minute, M-H, he, which you, you a look American. identical. And basically the ship has replicated his, perso- uh, well, his appearance, etc., for all of the holograms on the ship. But each one of them does have a slightly different personality and a slightly different accent as well. Which I was going to say, it was basically just the actor going, "Hey, I can do
0: five different accents. Yeah, let me have a go." And he's actually uh, Spanish-born, I believe.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's obvious. Spanish is incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I think from the pilot's perspective, a little bit later, he starts speaking Spanish at him, and it's hilarious because he's just this, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, and it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we get we get introduced to Rios, but at the same time, there is. Still, all the stuff going on uh, on the artifacts, as we're now calling the Borg cube, and we also get introduced to a former Borg by the name of Hugh. Yes, indeed. So, same Hugh, actor again, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah. So Hugh was a uh, an actor who portrayed a Borg way back in the Next Generation series. Um, so he was a he was a drone. That of Forge found, uh, took back to the ship. They eventually kind of imparted a bit of individuality on him, sent him back to the uh, to the Borg to be re assimilated, but that <laughs> didn't exactly work out all that well. And eventually, um, his individuality spread to the rest of the ship, which was then kind of cut off from the rest of the Borg. So, but again, it's it's touching on the history of Next Gen, which was brilliant producing a character that had previously been there with the same actor. Again, that doesn't always happen. We've already had, or we we, we will get later, a little bit later introduced to Maddox, who is not the same actor, but still the same character. But in this one, it was cool to see that same person uh, mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah. yeah, I was pleased to see you. So um, as we are going on, uh, we're obviously getting Picard, who is now preparing himself to leave Planet he now has a friend come and see him who was a, a doctor to kind of give him a once over who reveals that the aeronautic syndrome very impressed that i remembered that mm-hmm. um the uh, syndrome that we were advised of at the end of the next generation the very very last episodes of next generation um that uh that he had a a degenerative brain Disease, I think, is the best way to describe it. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, condition of some description, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, well,
0: what do they call it? They call it an ab- a brain abnormality,
2: don't they? Brain abnormality. So he basically gets revealed that this is still there, and that in fact, it seems to be coming ever more prevalent with uh, with Picard. Now, it, it's basically going to start taking over his life, but he doesn't care. He still wants to go out, and he wants to find out what's going on. He wants to save Data's child. Is is how he's looking at it. So. At this point, we've now got Picard, who's ready. He's got his ship. Um, and we also get uh, this Commodore O goes and goes and sees the doctor, uh, Dr. Girati, that the Picard had gone and spoken to at the Daystrom Institute. So she goes and sees her and puts the absolute fear of God in her within seconds. Um, but is it me or was it a very bit disconcerting to see a, a Vulcan wearing a pair of shades? Uh, yeah, it was odd.
0: It was really weird. But of course, she's the secret police. So you've got to keep up with the stereotype, haven't you? Yeah of having the shades on because she's shady dealer.
2: <laughs> um so um uh Dr. Girati uh goes and, and and speaks with Picard and basically you know kind of wants to join this crew. Um saving his life again they they're attacked by some more zat vash back at the uh Chateau Picard. Um so Picard shortly after leaves um, with Girati and uh, and joins Rios on his ship uh, La Sirrena uh I, I don't know how to pronounce that la serena la
0: serena uh, S- serena i would have thought it probably is but i'm not sure of the word to be honest i didn't i, I didn't
2: clock the name of the ship at all i didn't realize oh, okay. I had a name. it's star trek I, I pick up on most of the ship names you know it's yeah, just yeah. one of those things so yeah so uh picard takes jurati um on this mission to find this this soji uh and so they they join the ship and uh guess what raffi's of- on the ship as well even though she said to picard that she wasn't going to join them
0: what episode are you on now
2: uh, this is uh, around about the this third, three, third episode,
0: yeah. I think. Yeah, about three. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, that's yeah, that's where I've, my next set of notes are. Because yeah, I think I've got. Um, yeah, we get the, the the moody druggy lady Han Solo, and yay, even the wimpy scientist joins the team too. Yep, yep. I bet she won't end up needing to be saved.
2: Now, or well, or is she a duplicitous yeah. bastard right from Well, the end, quite right? exactly. That, that, that I was
0: pretty... I was wrong, but these are my notes as a stream of consciousness as they, Mm -hmm. as I was watching the episode, but at the time she had painted, you know, they had painted her to be wimpy scientist. Number one, who has to come along because she's the scientist. And obviously we realized that wasn't the reason, but fair enough. Um, Go on, get to the end of episode three and then I'll, I'll, okay I'll so yeah we're
2: it, pretty so. i mean we're pretty much uh we're pretty much there at the at this moment so you know the the, the crew is being put together uh, they're on the ship ready to go off to free cloud i believe it was called uh, yeah. to, to to try and find maddox and that's kind of where we leave it now again we've uh, we've had soji uh, on the on the Borg cube who's been interviewing various uh, former borg to try and get a bit of information um she, she's obviously that this is one of the reasons Hugh likes her because he sees a bit of humanity in her. He doesn't see her as uh, as all the Romulans who just treat these people like shit. She she's trying to be caring and warm to them, and and he sees that and he builds a bit of a rapport with her, which is mm-hmm. nice to see. And again, she's just getting uh, she, she's just getting a little bit more information about what has happened to these Borg because other species have come out of being assimilated, so they're they're you know mm-hmm. they're being reintegrated. Yeah, but all of the Romulans seem to still seem to be a bu- bunch of fucked up people, and that's something which we'll touch on a little bit later.
0: Yes, yes, they all kind of go mad, don't they, mm. or seem to be. Um, right. If if we hadn't have been doing an episode on this, that would have been the last episode I'd have watched. I would not have watched any more past episode three. The reasoning is because I didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I, I just wanted to get going. I thought we were going somewhere, and it was taking seemingly taking ages to actually get there. So it, it, here's the reasoning. So initially, when when this show was announced, I thought, okay, so we're... Because, you know, it, the picture for it was him stood looking over his vineyard and all that sort of stuff with the dog next to him. And I thought, okay, we're going to have a nice, gentle, slow-paced, sort of thought-provoking exploration of theme and idea you know um as some of the best you know quote unquote slow star trek episodes are when they're actually musing over deep themes they can be incredibly engrossing but then the trailers sort of turned all that on the head and it was all action and seven of nine running around and some vulcan dude running around with a sword and i was like oh okay so we're going on like a little mission and stuff so at this point i'm going right but we're not ready to go yet, are we? Because in the trailers, you showed me Seven of Nine being part of the gang. She's not there yet. You showed me this Vulcan dude being part of the gang. He's not there yet. When, when are we going to get going? And the problem was that the the secondary storyline, apart from Picard, like I don't think Raffi is a very easy character to like to start with. No. She is not a likable person. I think Rios, they made a real mistake with because they uh, uh, t- to me, they made him a cliche to begin now don't be wrong as we go through yes i will my opinion does change on him because they actually give him some really interesting character depth but i can't forgive the way the character was introduced because if i was watching this as a weekly episodic tv show it has to keep my interest week to week there's too much at the minute i feel of of assuming that people are going to watch the whole thing so you don't have to watch what you're doing with pace you don't have to think about how you're setting your story out you assume oh well i've got 10 episodes i'm releasing them all at once people are just going to sit and watch all of them well no if i if you're not interested in me if you're not dragging me along for the story i'm bailing because you haven't done enough to drag me along and like i say my problem at this stage was that the only character other than picard that i'd connected with and liked they'd killed off in the first episode And Soji, yes, she's the sister then, so we've got that same sort of character, but I know for a fact that that character doesn't know who she is properly, so at some point, I'm going to have to watch that character discover who she is. I've already done that. I saw that in the first episode with Daj discovering who she was. I don't need to see the same character go through it again later on, because... Like I say, that's just an obvious thing that's going to have to happen is her realisation that she's a synth. That has to come at some point, and I have already seen that character react to that scenario. I don't need to see it again. So already, I just want that bit to get to its its conclusion and for her to know who she is. So I'm not interested in any of the shit that's going on on the artefact, really. Because like you say, you've got Cruel Intention's sister and Narek... Uh, who's, you know, like we say, being a sleazy bastard and trying to get to her through bedding her is is his strategy. And, and I'm not re- interested in any of the three of them. So at this stage, I'd have bailed. I was done. But you didn't. You, you well, no, of it. course not, because you were doing another thing. I tell you what, though, mate, in two episodes time, I'd have bailed again. So you're freaking lucky I kept going. And this is why it took me so long to watch it, because I just could not bring myself back to watch it again every time I sat down to watch it, I was like, I don't want to watch this. Now, did, don't be me wrong, towards the end, it does get slightly better, but, um, uh, you know, as a whole, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. But yes, go on, I'm, I'm done with uh,
2: episode three notes. Okay, so as we progress, uh, we get introduced to uh, Elnor, uh, a young Vulcan, uh, sorry, a young uh, Romulan who Picard had... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, I kept calling him a Vulcan, didn't I?
0: Is he not a Vulcan? I thought he was no, a Vulcan. He, is a, he is a Romulan. From Warrior female warrior Vulcans, isn't he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, warrior Romulans. Apologies. I Yes, so he's a Romulan then. That's the dude I meant, Elnor. I'd seen him in the trailers running around with a sword.
2: Yeah. Um, so he'd kind of been abandoned. Uh, I mean, Picard had, had tried raising him, but everything that had happened with Starfleet, uh, Picard kind of abandoned him. And this is the first time that Picard's been able to get out of the system. So he's insistent that he he goes and... And finds him at the very least because he wants to make sure that he's doing all right um he kind of resents uh you know Picard kind of leaving him and, and uh abandoning him, but eventually he he obviously kind of goes his his whole mantra is that uh he's he's a skilled warrior, but he only fights for a lost cause, and uh, he looks at what Picard is doing as a lost cause, so he decides to join him uh now again this is not the best and uh, unfortunately we don't get a little bit more information about who this guy is we just kind of understand that he's built a relationship with Picard we don't get much more character development no from him, we sort of it
0: starts with a flashback doesn't it of him
2: yes as, as a, a young, young boy. Child. because actually Being there's a line there that too.
0: I really yeah. liked when his uh was it his mum or whoever his mentor was that that Picard was talking to at the beginning mm. um they're, they're talking about promises and she says a promise is a prison don't make yourself another's jailer." Mm-hmm. I really like that sentence. But then I put, it's Vulcan, (laughs) Ovs. But then, obviously, it isn't. It's actually Romulan. But but it runs very along what I would imagine a Vulcan would say.
2: Well, this is the thing. I mean, because we know that there is a huge history between Romulans and Vulcans. Essentially, they're the same race. It's just that, uh, you know, the Romulans broke off from them many 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 generations back so there's a lot of similarities and there was obviously the unification and stuff like that and now i'm going back to next gen but let's move on from that um anyway so picard joins up uh sorry elnor joins up with picard and they've been back to the ship which is currently under attack now as they're under attack somebody comes out and, and helps them out a ship appears and suddenly uh, starts starts fighting alongside them and i like who the hell is this? They uh, they beam the survivor of the of the ship aboard, and lo and behold, it's seven of nine. Yeah, and at this point,
0: when when it turned out to be her, I just in my head was going, "Where the hell is C three PO to tell me the odds of seven of nine being on that ship in that place at that moment?" Because they're not even at the place that they were aiming for yet. This is before they're actually at Free Cloud. I'm fairly sure because they have to go to Elnor's planet, isn't it? It's on the outskirts of Elnor's planet that this happens yes and then they go so it's not even like they're on there they just happen to be making a stop off at this place
2: yeah it's this appears to be too in contrived um far too it, contrived but, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's a fictional TV programme. I understand what out,
0: you're yeah. saying, mate, but we can't criticise some things for leaps of logic like this and then just because we like a different one not criticise
2: it for <laughs> the same thing. Not at all, not thing. at all. But this is a story-based show, so X, Y, and Z, this is a fictional story. So, of course, these characters. You can look back at most things and go, well, how the fuck did that person end up there? And how did that end up there? Because that's the way that it's been written.
0: I think, I think there is a line somewhere in the sand and I think this crossed it. I think there is a way to have a character turn up when you need them to. For example, there's a bit later on where, where the character comes back again. Um, and I was like, how the hell did you know where they were? And they actually bothered to put a line in explaining how she managed to find out where they were and come to their aid at that moment. Well, that's okay then. You, you've given me that explanation. This was it was too contrived for my liking sure i do feel like
2: you're picking too many holes out of it just for the sake but of picking but this is holes.
0: not it's not it's not the sake of picking holes mate the problem is that i wasn't engaged mm. when you're not engaged in the show or a film you do pick more holes in it and like i say on this at this point because i realized fuck i'd have bailed at episode three i cannot just make this a negative thing so i i did start trying really hard at this point to pick out positives every now and then because for example it says my comment is yay 7 of 9 finally and then in brackets where's c3po to tell me the odds of 7 of 9 being in that ship because it occurred to me that it was a bit ridiculous but i yeah i was very happy to see that character and it, it, it you know popped me for want of a better word because that's you know because i was looking forward to seeing that character because again i wasn't connecting with the wider cast still at this stage i didn't really know why i should like any of them uh, uh, I've got a couple more notes on. No, I just got one more note in episode four. There was a really cheesy, shitty bit in episode four where they were, I don't know whether you remember, they were on the artifact and she's, Narek has obviously pissed her off in some way the, the previous episode or something. So she's he's trying to smarm his way back up to her again. And they end up having a like a skating, sliding sort of sequence down a corridor where he shows her how to skid down a corridor that i think is like maybe frozen over or something and it was just so cheesy just so cheesy and then falling into each other's arms to kiss and all this sort of stuff
2: oh yeah the love story is just bullshit and uh we knew it was all gonna blow up but, but again oh. it's it's setting up a character for, for that's the thing unfortunately because we're a little bit older we're a little bit wiser we we see a lot of this shit coming again with jurati and and her Dalliances with uh, stupidity later on. See it coming a million miles away, but Mm. I can't. But do you not think
0: there is an argument there for a better writer being able to cover something like that, being able to hide it better?
2: I think, uh, in in some ways, yes. But again, I think we're so used to this is also a Star Trek series, which is not like every other Star Trek series. And no, because there are so isn't. many other dramatized things out there doing similar threads, it's hard. I mean, again, uh, you know, I wouldn't compare this to The Expanse because The Expanse for me is a lot better than this whole series has been. Oh, I yeah. still love the characters and I still love the universe. But yeah, this has not been, the best, uh, it's not been the best introduction to this moving forward. But that said, I said the exact same thing about Discovery. I really did not like a lot of characters in Discovery. And guess what? By season two, I fucking loved it. I think that I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they see the under and understand the issues that they face with uh, with season one, getting rid of some of the actors for a fucking start, getting some semblance of of order to the stories as well, and stop being so fucking slow. That those are those are the things that I think I'm hoping that they'll pick up. But again, like I say, we had the same problem with Discovery season one, as Discovery season two was absolutely different kettle of fish and fucking fantastic as a result. So we now pick up, and uh, we've now got Seven of Line, who is on the ship, um, and we then get a flashback to years before. Now, this is perhaps one of the most harrowing fucking things you will ever see from Star Trek, and it breaks your heart as well because it's actually a, a, a character that we kind of know very well from Voyager. So 709 is basically forced to kill Icheb, uh, who was obviously rescued way back on Voyager. But basically because uh, a bunch of black market dealers have kidnapped him and are extracting his uh, his ball components from his body, but not giving him any anesthesis or anything, literally ripping his eyeball out of his body. And it is not the most pleasant of things to see now this i think straight away gives us that understanding as to why seven of nine is no longer the robotic seven of nine that we once knew she's completely different um uh, she's she's more in tune with her emotions and now she feels revenge and and rage against the people that have wronged icheb uh, th- that was her son and we all know that from coming out of voyager but it also is important to to, to pick up on the fact that it was a character from voyager so we're still C- continuing with continuity of the of the star trek universe so she's now on the ship uh with uh with the crew and basically wants to go to the same place as them um uh, with their intent to, to go and free Maddox. she's got an ulterior motive for being there <clears throat> excuse me um so they go to uh so they go to is it uh free cloud um and they basically meet up with somebody who is holding uh, Maddox captive. She recognizes Seven, and clearly they've had a very intimate relationship beforehand because she knows her as Annika, which obviously, as we know, is uh, is, is Seven's human name. So the uh, at this point, there's a whole back and forth. There's Picard dressed up like a, a crazy Frenchman, which is hilarious. This this is where Rios dresses up as a flamboyant guy. So this is where a bit of the comedy uh, which is very, very much been lacking throughout the whole series. Connor comes into effect. Um, uh, you know, even though Picard is playing, uh, sorry, Patrick Stewart is playing Picard, who is a Frenchman. He puts on the most ridiculous French accent you can ever imagine. Like the worst kind of French accent, but mm-hmm. it's hilarious at the same time. Mm. Um, but seven reveals her true. Intentions there is is to kill uh, the individual who is holding Maddox prisoner because she, that's that's revenge uh, against her killing Echeb. While Picard convinces her not to necessarily seek out revenge and and they you know save Maddox. Seven and and, and, and Picard kind of have this little conversation where she says, Oh, have you if you managed to recover your humanity? And he's like, No, but but we still fight this every single day because we've got two characters who were both assimilated by the Borg, both separated from the Borg. And this is very unique that we don't have many of these kind of Interactions. The fact that Picard became the cutest and because Annika became Seven of Nine, there is a you know distinct comparison between the two. So it's cool that they got to talk about that, and then Seven just goes back and kills the person anyway, uh, which uh, which which was in, I think in fitting now to to who she was and, and everything that's gone on. Maddox has now been rescued, but she gets left in the sick bay with uh, with Girati. Who uh, basically reveals that yes, she, they did have a relationship, but the fact that uh, Commodore O scared the bejesus out of her, um, she kills him instead, which was quite of a kind of a thing of oh shit. Okay, so yeah, she 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 did go there then, um, and that was pretty harsh. But again, it's uh, it, it was in fitting, I think, at this point uh, with with what was going on.
0: Hmm. Well,
2: at the beginning of this episode,
0: Agnes whatever her surname is, you keep saying, um, was watching a video of, I thought her dad. I thought it was a lovely video of her watching, you know, some times she had with her dad and they were about to share a cookie. And then they just started kissing lots. So I laughed to myself and realized that I was totally wrong in that, that clearly that wasn't her dad. Um, but I hadn't, they, I, I, yeah, I didn't see that that was Bruce Maddox's face at that point. It was only think, later on I realised it was Bruce yeah. Maddox.
2: Um, I, don't think because, I don't think we'd seen an actual picture I of don't, Maddox beforehand. I don't think, I think this is the either. first time we have gone, oh, this is Maddox, and he doesn't look yeah. like the guy way back when. And as you say, I mean, I'm not going to be ageist and go, ooh, he's a bit old. Oh, no, no, it, but, I, um, but
0: it's not being ageist. It's just no. that, that that was the first thing that came into my head when you see a young-looking girl and a, a grey-haired, grey-bearded man uh, in the same shot as her that the, i would have said common sense suggests that they would be uh because because to start with they're not in any sort of coupley way and then yes 10 15 seconds into the video they're far too close to each other to be uh <laughs> you know father and daughter or whatever so that's when it when it came to me um i i couldn't stand the whole disguising dressing up shit i thought it was bollocks i i wrote what is patrick stewart doing the the monty python french accent the eye patch for fuck's sake i just i th- that that was enough i was done again at this stage um i i i wrote uh, clearly from what you've said i'm obviously wrong um but was star trek always this comedic in tone i don't remember it being this full-on comedy and it's not that I don't remember full on comedy episodes cuz I do there are some you know some hilarious sort of um uh, I'm thinking particularly of hollow deck funny hollow deck ones that I remember from from a couple of different seasons it's the tones that get me you're you're shifting like you say cuz the episode opens with a, a very detailed gruesome heartbreaking story of someone being taken apart by someone else and then in the same episode, you're playing everything for for massive laughs. I just it, I struggled with the tonal disjunct there, um, and it's here's another example of of where I think the scripting here falls over, and and this this you know it's again MacGuffins. We've called them out before, and we'll call them out if they if they don't make a lot of sense or they seem too convenient. Here's yet another one. So Raffi injects Rios with something just in case he's got, just in case, because they don't know that he's going to run into the lying, uh, the dude who can detect lies. They don't know that he's going to run into him, but just in case they do, Rafi gives him a little concoction that'll help lower his, you know, whatever the triggers are that this guy will pick up on. Fine. But her line is, this should kick in right when you need it. That is her exact line. How does she know when he's going to need it? They don't know that he's going to run in to the lying detector.
2: Perhaps it's so a good So how imbalance. have you
0: designed it that way? Chemical you designed imbalance. it that way because it's a plot contrivance, because you need it to kick in at that moment. So you've written the line in to try and set that up.
2: Yeah, but in, in theory, <clears throat> again, sci-fi, uh, if uh, if you've you've got a sudden heightened... Uh, you know blood pressure or, or something along those lines then it could be a trigger because that's the thing you suddenly find yourself in a heightened situation you suddenly panic in and that's where it breaks down I don't know I'm just, uh, just speculating uh,
0: what was the character that stripped the Borg for parts called because I was thinking Vajazel every time they say it Vajazel uh, is, is... still Bajazel? sounds far too close to Vijazel for my liking Okay, it just made me laugh um, now end of the episode 7 of 9 and Picard having a Mm. lovely discussion about humanity. Mm. And I I hope they really bond and they get into their shared experiences as ex-Borgs so they finally have someone to talk to who understands that, oh, she's gone. Oh, okay. What a waste. Because at that moment, at the end of the fifth episode, she's gone as far as you know. we're leaving her on free cloud and we're moving away.
2: She wasn't, she wasn't. She gave him the little thing and said, if you need me, press that. Of course she's going to press it before the end of the series. Somebody's going to press it before the end of the series. You're not going to set this person up and give her a whole episode dedicated to her without that.
0: I didn't get that.
2: I, I didn't know
0: that she was coming back at all. I was like, fuck, why have you just wasted that character? You bring her in, in the most ridiculous way, and then I'm happy to see her and I'm happy for this little hint that you show, this this fraction of what could be a really interesting and deep discussion. a uh, based an entire fucking episode around it, for all I care. And then you've just thrown her away. It like, just pissed me off again.
2: I'm not gonna lie, the uh, the 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 treatment of Seven and uh Elnor and, and some of this thread Does not work. Between now and the end of the series, does not work as well as it should do. Well, no, because Um, yeah,
0: from pretty much every episode, because I'm just looking at the next episode and I've got a bit on the side that just says, so the kid is gone? Because they start calling him the kid, but Elnor. I'm like, so he's gone then? But he's not.
2: But then we... (sighs) Just yeah, like so we'll we we'll, we'll get to those threads. So uh, moving on to the next one. Again, the ne- next couple are a bit easy. Well, the next one is, is very easy to get through uh, because it's basically they, they go to the to the reclamation project. The, yeah, the it's us
0: finally getting to where we actually yeah. needed to be because the last episode we got to Free Cloud, which is where we thought we needed to be in the first place. But again, anyone who knows the anyone who's watching from the beginning knows that actually Free Cloud, Free Cloud is just
2: the midpoint we yeah, know because that we're well,
0: actually uh, aiming for soji that's it on the artifact
2: but at the, t- at the time they don't know where soji is where no exactly does, but the audience so they've got to go does. to FreeCloud cloud
0: in order to do that the audience does so the audience is aware of where your end goal is
2: and how long it's taking us to get to that end goal sure but that's that's the same for a lot of series like game of thrones and shit like that did it all the time right
0: but then game of thrones must have kept me more interested then with the characters well, and the development. More than you <laughs> than I did. The, machinations. Shit, but, the
2: last two series.
0: Uh, again, but you're generalizing eight seasons because of two seasons that you didn't enjoy at the end. The first five or six, everyone was on board. We all were. And we were all gripped
2: by what I'd was happening. I'd say three. Three after oh, three, maybe that. four. It's got really, really poor. Uh, back to you. All right. Um, so, yeah. So uh, we're now going to... Um, we're now going to the reclamation project. We're going to the Borg Cube, and this is where Picard is going to meet Hugh uh, for the first time in many, many years. Uh, again, wonderful, wonderful little conversations and whatnot. There, Picard has, uh, you know, has the absolute compassion uh, and an understanding of what Hugh is doing. He's he's scared. Because of all of these ex Borgs that are around, he he doesn't like the idea of being there in the first place. It it really gives him the chills. But he sees Hugh and what he's doing, and has nothing but respect for what he's doing, and, and absolutely loves the fact that his uh, his friend is, is is out there helping former Borg as well. And again, that's a really touching thing. It, it shows the progression of of Picard because at one point he's on this little bridge, and uh, he he goes to fall off the thing, and to grab uh, to to Borg, sorry, grab him. To ex Borg grab him. He thinks they're real Borg still because he's he's having a panic attack and uh, Hugh's like, no, 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 it's fine. They they just didn't want you to fall. Um, and as you as we see this conversation going on, and he sees the the X Bs as they're called uh, now being kind of turned back into to the old selves, he begins to understand that actually the the Borg aren't all horrible killers. They're actually victims that it's not their fault that they've been assimilated. That underneath that, each person is an individual. And way back when, they never thought that they could possibly get those people, uh, you know, no longer to be assimilated. So, you know, they, they, it, it's nice to see that. And it's great to see that interaction between the two. Now, at the same time, as this is all going on, uh, Picard is he's obviously having a conversation with Hugh, saying that he needs to find this girl, Soji and Hugh obviously knows who it is. At the same time, Soji is now being manipulated massively by Narek uh, to the point where she now reveals information about her home uh, home world because he's managed to get her to interpret her dreams and where she was and things like that, revealing himself to be a duplicitous bastard, and then he tries to kill her. So uh, at the same time as Picard is trying to get to her, uh, you know, Narek is trying to kill her, and eventually Picard meets up with her, uh, and she she recognizes him because of that ingrained knowledge that she's already got because of its it, the dataism of, of it at all. I'm still a bit unsure on how she's got all of that, but again, that's that's beside the point. Um, so they uh, they basically try uh, getting away because obviously there's loads of Romulans on the ship. Hugh decides to help help them uh, and tries to help them escape. So he sends them through a uh, kind of a transporter in the Borg Queen's quarters. And then they go to a planet at the same time as this is about to transpire. Elnor beams aboard the artifact and and basically helps Picard. And this is again, the reason I bring that up is because that kind of leaves him on the ball cube. And again, a bit of a wasted, why introduce this character if you're going to waste him that that's very much what Mm. I felt.
0: Absolutely. I thought he was going to be, you know, Picard's sidekick. I thought that was, yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't understand the argument for him not going onto the artifact with Picard, I, I just didn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah, Picard wanted to go on there alone. He didn't want anybody with him, uh, which I understand because of, of I know, everything that was going on. but he disobeyed
0: but... him anyway, so why didn't yeah, just exactly. disobey him in the first place? Yeah, exactly. At least then uh,
2: but he, still, he he at least thanked him for disobeying him, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Picard uh, and Soji are sent to a planet, and this, this comes into perhaps the, the best episode of the whole fucking series. Right, stop there then, because that's episode seven.
0: I'm not ready for episode seven yet. So, uh, are you uh, uh, any more notes on episode six? No, no. Okay. So, as you say at the beginning, uh, when they first go on the artifact, Picard getting all worked up and and discussing it, uh, having all the flashbacks, the discussion with Hugh, like you say, and then there's a bit afterwards where he's sat down in um, is it another recreation of his chateau again or something? And he's looking at a computer. And it, they they put the nice visual of Lacutus's face over the top of his as they swing the camera mm, around. I thought yeah. that was quite a nice touch. That was a really good looking bit. Um, I got even more baffled by Scientist Lady at this point, Agnes, because now she's kissing Han Solo and so she's playing everyone. I don't know what the fuck's going on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there was a great bit with Raffi, because this is the point where I started to come round on Raffi. Um Uh, She uses, uh, you know, she properly talks her way into. Is it with a commander, another Starfleet person that she knows, and she's trying to get uh, a a ticket or something, isn't she, to the artifact? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's trying to get them on the artifact legally. Um, and yeah, the the gift of the gab she was doing on that, I thought was really good. It was really well written and, and very funny. Um, and yeah. So at this at this point, my next note is: I'm just not interested in Soji and Narek's story. Mm-hmm. Although actually this time I wrote not Narek Because in this episode she, He tells her that his name's not Narek It's something else But then she continues calling him Narek for the rest of the time
2: Yeah, um, and it's so uh, Unimportant that neither of us remembers What his real yeah, name is um,
0: And I've written Now the Picard story Has got me, we're at the artifact But now we head into A five minute sequence of Soji Working out the truth of herself mm-hmm. And it was boring for me because I already know. I already know that she's not who she thinks she is. Now, Normally, the intention of this sort of dramatic irony, just to try and explain why it's not working for me here, because I know it is something that you would do in film. I, I'm not disagreeing with the technique. This is why it doesn't work for me, though. She, normally, the intention is the payoff that you get at the end with dramatic irony is you get to see the character react and go through the turmoil of discovering whatever it is that the audience already were aware of. But I'm not invested in that character. So it just doesn't work for me. I don't want, I I get bored. I was totally bored when we kept cutting back to her frantically working out and piecing things together to work out that she's not human. And that is something that the audience knew right from the start. So I don't see where the interest is for that. I don't see why that's an interesting sequence that we needed to do. Um I did like the way they shot and did the sort of I can't remember what it was called, but the the Romulan sort of dream walkthrough thing. Where she was walking around a certain pattern with candles and stuff to, to try and get into her dreams. Did you do you
2: know what that's called? I can't remember what the hell no, the, not it, can I. it it was a Uh, It was a meditation practice of some description. That's how he kind of describes it. But I thought
0: that was really good. I'm curious as to how, when it's a Romulan thing, how a synth is able to do it. Because I'd have thought it needs a Romulan brain, but maybe the positronic nets are so advanced that they can emulate stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's another point with that slightly later on as well um, that, that confused me with that sort of stuff. Um yeah, I just I can't help but feel that Soji's entire story in this episode was
2: pointless. It was it's just about revealing what yeah. the audience already knew. It's it's really weird that within the space of one episode with uh with, with the first one with Daj, yeah. i I really like Daj right from the get go. I love just really nice, uh her running around, her being afraid and stuff like that's cool. I knew it was going to take me ages to like Soji. Now, yeah. I don't know whether that is because they killed off the nicer of the two twins straight away, or whether it's because of the fact that she's stuck with the um, personality vacuum that is Narek.
0: Yeah, true, true. That's a fair point. That's a fair point, is it? I just don't a, know. Because I don't know, because yeah. the the, the, the dash character was so interesting because she had very quickly come to learn that she wasn't who she thought she is. And that yeah. that that was then the audience experiencing that character yeah. going through the turmoil. And like yeah. I say, I, I've already seen that character go through that turmoil. I don't then need to see the same character go through the That's same it. process we'll wish, six wish episodes just later. Spend
2: six episodes so we've now got to what the end of uh, yeah so now after six episodes and now we've got the end of episode six replicated similar to the end of episode one in that Picard finally meets her yeah so this is this whole thing and that that's uh, that annoys me you know that that makes me think like why why,
0: what was the point in all this apart from that you couldn't have Soji be really close to Picard at the beginning of the series yeah This is my thing. I'm not saying that everything doesn't have some level of contrivance. My issue with this series as it's gone along is that their contrivance is blatant. I don't think they do a very good job of writing around it and writing to hide where they've had to use a contrivance. I mean, particularly this next episode, there is a bit in there that there is no other part in this show that was written that is scripting for the sake of scripting. than than in this particular episode there is Mm. one part and don't be wrong i loved this next episode it was the peak of the entire series for Mm. me largely but there is one element of it that i was like oh that's really good oh no 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 you've just done it for that reason haven't you
2: Um, continue. So where yeah. do we go? We go to Nepente. So it's an Nepente. Uh, Nepente. Uh, Nepente is how it's written, but they seem to say Nepente, don't they? Nepente. But... That's fine. I, uh, I I just hear that and I think Urepente. Um That just yeah. That's okay. taking me back to. Do you remember Urapente? Is no. You don't remember from uh, from uh, the undiscovered country? It's the Vulcan uh, moon that blows up. Urepente. Oh, is it? Oh oh, 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 no, no. Well it's done. the prison. Sorry. It's the prison that, uh, that they get sent to. Uh, right. That Bones and, uh, and Kirk get sent to. Oh, The no, prison of no. Repentance. No, <laughs> no. Sorry. That, that, be uh, fair, I haven't seen Undiscovered out. Country in a long while. Oh, you oh, should. It's very. Yeah, no, good. it's a really good oh, one. Oh, it's good. It is, yeah. Uh, all the, uh, all all the evil ones always work. Although I yeah. always argue that
0: two to four work. If you watch two to four as one block, they work.
2: I disagree, but anyway, and you can get uh, through the third <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hate the third one. Uh, okay, so we'll just buzz, buzz, buzz through the next couple. Co- well, actually, no, we'll spend a little bit of time on this one because this is this is a great one. We'll, yeah, we'll like deal that, with the nice we'll deal with too. the side cast stuff first, and then we'll dive into the nitty gritty. So basically, we were kind of shown right from the beginning, Gerati uh, who who'd been approached by O, and basically she did a Malcolm mind Melt with her, uh, yes. and basically shows her the, the the reason that this whole synthetic life thing. Uh, that the, the Zat Vash is against, and she basically puts that into her head. This freaks her the fuck out, and no wonder she agrees to help. And then she takes this this little tracking device and swallows it, hence the reason that they're now being tracked, and now they understand why they're being tracked. So uh, she, obviously, uh, having spoken to Rios... Having on, the tracking
0: to- thing they don't discover for another
2: episode yet, do they?
0: No, no, I'm we sure see so. that... We, we see, see her, her ingest take the it. thing, but they yeah. don't know that they're being tracked. No, 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 this no. Stage, do they?
2: No, no, no. But they, 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 they know that uh, that, that there is somebody tracking them. Yes, uh, because yes. they've they've obviously escaped. So they know somebody's tracking them, and they they eventually realise why because right. she's yeah, spoken yeah. to Rios. She's spoken um, to. Um, T- t- basically she's spoken to the crew and realising that she's actually feeling a bit bad about things now. She doesn't necessarily agree with everything she's done. She's also killed somebody. So, you know, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's sitting, sitting on her quite well. So she decides to, uh, to try and uh, put herself into a coma to stop the tracking, which is really fucked up, but... You know, it's, it's one way of going about it. Um, Rafi is, uh, is is trying to help her out, and there's a couple of funny moments with her. But again, she, they don't really know exactly what's going on. They just think that she's upset because Maddox is dead when that's really not the case. Um, Elnor is still trying to protect Hugh on the artifact. Unfortunately, that just doesn't happen, uh, and Hugh ends up dead uh, from the boring sister. Um, and mm-hmm. before dying, though, he, he kind of gives a little speech to Elnor and kind of you know says that he's he's still proud of what he does um and uh and and gives him the signal device for for Seven's group uh the Fenris Rangers that's it it's been bugging me they're called the Fenris Rangers sorry that's mm-hmm. been bugging me for yeah, a little while now knows. um so uh, so yeah so again like I say Elnor now ends up with a little device to call Seven of Nine if he needs to that's the side stuff let's get to the nitty gritty which is Picard reuniting uh with Riker and Troy but before he does. Uh, he uh, he meets their daughter, Kestra, um, mm. who's kind of dressed I thought in... she was a fantastic little actress. She's absolutely Never seen her before, brilliant. but I thought
0: she was really yep. good. For this one little bit that she's in, like yep. this one episode, I really felt I got to know the character. I, I, I could have picked out her parents if you'd have said, you know, put that character up and let me listen to her for two minutes and say, right, which of the Star Trek couples were her parents? Mm-hmm. I feel I could have picked the right couple. Yeah. Because they yeah. did that well at instilling... What the what her parents are beliefs and the combination of their beliefs would be, I think. So she was she... very human at times, but then she'd suddenly be uh, very aware of of emotionality in the person yes. that she was talking to, yeah. like a Betazoid would be. So I, yeah. I thought that was really good, really good.
2: It's just how she meets them as well. She's dressed like with face paint uh, and a bow and arrow kind of a deal, yeah, yeah. and uh, and and Picard knows who she is and plays up to that and stuff like that. But it's also nice to see her interaction uh with uh with Soji as well because yes. these are two children uh, essentially yes. soji is still a child, and it's that interaction, and she's getting in bits of information out but she doesn't realize that Picard wouldn't and no not many other people would, but this is an innocent child, so it's it's very important to see that, and then we just see that. We see Troy uh, see Picard and then sees him come in and then just gives him a huge hug. And it is two great friends seeing each other. Mm, and You can imagine absolutely. how much fun they must be having when yeah. they were shooting this. But it's also that heartbreaking thing because she she grabs his head and looks at him and she's a betasoid. She knows exactly what's going mm-hmm. on. She knows uh, that the aeronautic syndrome is there and she hugs him and he's like, I'm fine because she's the only one that he he, he doesn't need to say anything to and she picks up on it. And again, most people who don't necessarily know all the next gen don't pick up on that. And they wouldn't pick up on that. But those are the little special moments that this episode made so very special. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he gets to go and see, uh, you know, and then the daughter's like, oh, dad, what? And it's just typical fucking Riker just being shouty and boisterous. And, uh, and then Picard comes around. And he's like, hello, Will. And he's just like, oh, if you're here, he's like, shit. Okay, red alert! Shields up! Do this, yeah. do that, and it was yeah. just so his number one, and yeah. that was and that, it, that, straight from like the get go.
0: As soon as he went like shields up, weapons to full, whatever yeah. it was, I was just like, oh my god, that's Riker! That's Riker! Yeah. That's so good. That it was. Those, it. I mean, let's face it, it's 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 a little bit J.J. Abrams' first Star Wars here. He's they're feeding us the nice little nostalgia nuggets for us yeah. to go with. Having yeah. said that, I do think this is this particular episode is the most effective use of the Nostalgia Nuggets because yes. logically it made sense within the context of the story. If you were looking for a safe haven, where would you go? Mm-hmm. The card would go to Rikers. It makes <laughs> perfect sense. I don't feel like you've had to shoehorn these two characters in, you know? No. That's my point. I, I I feel like they worked
2: it really nicely and it was really effective on that. I mean, they'd emphasised before this episode that people had said, why don't you go to Riker, to Worf, to Geordi, why don't you go to these people? He's like, I don't want them involved. I mm-hmm. don't want to get them, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I don't want to drag them down. It, And I understand that significance, mm-hmm. but he feels that he needs to go here at this point. And it's not just for, for protection, he needs advice. And who does he go to? The two people that gave him the best advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his counsellor and good friend, and his for, former first officer. Who, And that's the thing, like, Picard and, and Riker, they still have this camaraderie, but Riker will always see Picard as his captain, as his superior in many, many ways. And that is mm. just the beautiful relationship that they have. Um, so, again, we just carry on down. We could talk about this episode genuinely for about an hour. No joke. Oh, show. mate, if, if you just said it, to it. me, fuck brilliant. it, let's just base the entire <laughs> podcast around episode <laughs> oh, seven, ever, yeah, I'd have been yeah. perfectly
0: happy yeah. with that.
2: Um, so, I mean, it's not all been sunshine and roses for, for Riker and Troy. Unfortunately, their son died because a medical procedure that was kind of part and parcel to do with uh, synthetics or some some it used some you uh, needed a positronic net in it, order it, like that,
0: for yeah. the piece of equipment to work and positronic nets were outlawed therefore this piece of medical equipment wasn't being made anymore which caused yep. their, their son was it I think their son thad thad thank you um yeah caused him to to die because they had outlawed the piece of equipment that would have saved his life um, and that, that again that's another reason why this episode is good it's not just the nostalgia stuff it's the it's those sort of nuances behind it as well that that you don't think of like you ban synths, it's all good ah but actually you've banned the stuff that helps to create synths that we've used for other applications in other ways and now actually you're endangering people
2: so, I mean, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking because you see that not everything has been sunshine and roses since. And th- this is the thing, you always finish some of the Star Trek series or most TV shows. They go, oh, they're going to have a great life and they're going to live the best life and they're going to be happy. And re-. And mm. this shows the nitty gritty that that doesn't always necessarily Yeah, work. no, they see that seemed... it's affected both of them. Yeah, um, and you could see to start
0: with, like, you you would be remiss for thinking when you first come across them, like, oh, yeah, they've had a great life. Look how happy they are, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it, like you say, it's not very long before they start introducing that. Actually, no, these guys have been through some stuff, mm-hmm. and they've had some—you know—they've
2: had some bad times. Um, and, and and again, it's the kind of dinner table scene where they basically Troy, Troy, and uh, and Riker take him aside and basically say, "Be Captain Picard. Be the Picard that we knew. Be Jean-Luc Picard. Because this is not who you are. Who you are at the moment is not that guy. And he finally kind of steps up and just accepts that." you know what, he's not been himself, and he's a little bit more open with Soji. And she is a little bit more open with him, basically saying, I don't know whether I should trust you or could trust you. And he's like, I just want to help you. That That's all I'm here for. I've gone out of my way, caused this, that, and the other, all with the uh, intent of helping you. And they kind of try to, to help her understand that this is Captain Picard. He, he is here to help you. He's not here to hurt you or hinder you. Um, and it's just great because, again, they're, they're helping her to understand Picard and, and earn his trust, but at the same time, showing him that he's not a perfect person, that he needs to make changes in order to do this. And it's just a beautiful thing, just, just watching them kind of come to terms with this and helping her to come to terms with the fact that she's an android. And they're like, well, does that change who you are? because we had a friend data was our very good friend and we loved him doesn't mean that you're any less of a person because of that and that's the thing it's that question that she's been imposing on herself am i real because i'm a an android that's
0: it yeah absolutely
2: anything further to say yeah uh, so uh, a
0: couple of criticisms for this one like i say not not huge really i mean one of them just made me laugh more than anything because it's to do with that shit Sarah Michelle Geller character from Cruel Intentions on the Artifact. There's, um, she has a line in the early episode uh, where she has to say the word asinine, which is spelt A-S-S-I-N-I-N-E, right? Now, in the UK, we pronounce that word asinine. In America, they pronounce the word asinine. But because she is an American actress doing an English accent, she pronounces it arsenine. Because obviously she thinks that ASS in the UK is pronounced, is actually said as arse. Because we say arse, not ass. So she says "arsenine." I just, fuck it. Like, why did no one pick her up on that? Why did no one say, actually, they say "arsenine" in that country? It's just such a tiny thing, but it just shows how shit the actress truly is. So there's, there's a bit that really got me to start with. Um, that when when Riker is first sort of talking to Soji, right, and and Picard's with him and stuff, and they're sort of talking about Soji, there's a bit where she she does Data's head cock thing, mm, mm-hmm. cocks her head to the side, like yeah, Data always used. Swear's
2: the first and only time you see it throughout the entire series. Exactly what I've written. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I did it pick is that. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time she's done yeah. it, it's yeah. the only time she's done it. So why does she do it? Oh, she does it because the script wants Riker to be able to infer that she is Data's Mm -hmm. daughter. That's bad writing. And it's easily solvable because all you do is in once per episode in the six episodes before this, have her cock her head to one side when she discovers something new. And you've done it. You've cured the problem. It's really simple. This is what I mean by bad script writing sometimes. They're just not thinking it through. They're putting things in which are contrived because they have to and they can't think of another way to get around it. Like I say, this is a problem when you get the writer of Batman and Robin in to write a TV show. Um, Oh yeah, and then there's one bit, which is uh, like, uh, in in essence, lovely episode. Really enjoyed it. As a criticism, it feels like another stop on the road it feels like we're delaying again as to where we actually need to be going but then i realized that at this point we don't actually know where we're going now because we've been to free cloud we've gotten to the artifact we've gotten soji and now we don't really know where we're going i think by the end of the episode they they do decide don't they Because essentially the next location is Soji's homeworld,
2: isn't it? Yeah, so this... I'm not sure
0: whether they decided at this point, right, we'll rejoin the crew. Because they rejoin Rios and Raffi and Agnes, who've been flying across to them to pick them up. Correct. And they rejoin them at the end of the episode to continue the adventures.
2: Yeah, and then it's where we pick up in the next one, which, again, uh, we'll quickly quickly go through. Quickly, 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 because obviously this is... uh, Been a bit of a long pod, and uh, we've still got a couple of episodes to go. So this next one is... uh, So as soon as they beam aboard, Rios uh, kind of has a bit of a freak out when he sees Soji um, and uh, and, and kind of just walks away. And we're a bit like, what the fuck's going on there then? And he reveals basically after hiding himself away and he doesn't want to speak to anybody, it's revealed as we go through various um, iterations of his holographic personalities, shall we say, uh, that there is a girl from his past that freaks him out. And there's an incident with his former captain that freaks him out. And this is all very, very apparent as to him seeing Soji. As it is revealed uh, when Rafi goes to speak to him, um, basically that Rios was on a ship and his captain um, murdered two people. Um, and it was because he was told to by Starfleet. Now, it turns out that these individuals... One of whom looked very, very much like Soji were also synths, and the reason that he killed them is because he was ordered to, presumably by O, Commodore O, uh, because they're synthetics and they're, they're not allowed to exist. But this freaked Rios, uh, Rios out because he he calls his captain up on it, says I don't, I can't believe you did that, and they, this is a guy he looked to as a father. But the captain felt so bad about the whole situation, he ends up killing himself. And that's kind of where Rios' uh, mm. Rios's history kind of comes about. So we suddenly Absolutely. get this huge information uh, about why he's a captain of his own ship and doesn't want anything to do with anybody, why he's shunned Starfleet, why he's very, very concerned about X, Y, and Z. And this reveals a lot of information. It
0: does. And again, so let's take this, because this, again, essentially, it's just a massive expedition dump, mm. isn't it? it we yeah. just get shitloads of expedition about Rios. However, they do it in a far more creative way we cut back and forth to Raffi going around and talking to each mm-hmm. individual hologram, learning chunks of information from each one. Yeah, And we cut between that and other things. So we see her talking to one of the holograms. We cut to something else. We cut back. She's talking to another hologram. We cut back. So we're getting little bits. It doesn't, you're not just sitting someone down for 10 minutes explaining what's happening. Mm. And then she gathers them together, which is a great sequence. I loved that sequence where she gathered yep. them all together and was was bouncing them off, trying to get it uh, what you know what was going this on this is it that these These are the cracking. things
2: that we didn't know uh, uh, this is it. It was like, oh, Raffi's this great first officer. She's great into information gathering and stuff like. That. This is the first time we see that, yeah, in, this is in, it, in and place. like you said,
0: we're at episode eight, and for the first yeah. time, I write Rios instead of Han Solo. and it wasn't i I promise you it, it was not a deliberate thing while I was doing my notes. It's just when I was thinking of the character, the name Han Solo was all that came to mind. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that I started writing Rios because my brain went, oh no, he's not Han Solo, he's Rios. Because this happened to him and this is his story. But I hadn't so, had that bit to fill in at this point.
2: Yeah, so Raffi as well has also been piecing together all of the information they've discovered about what the hell's going on with the Romulans and basically realizing that this whole, uh, that this is warning from this past civilization and, and all to do with synthetic life, uh, the, the the Zapvash, um, the, you know, the... The attack on Mars, which she always, always suspected was actually to do with uh, with, with the Romulans in the first place, which is something that, again, goes back to part of her character and and her meeting up with her son and and things like this. I'm not going to touch on that because it's a very insignificant part at this Yeah, moment.
0: the sun, like you say, the sun bit did. Uh, it's it's very because it's free cloud, isn't it? When they get yeah, free, free cloud, cloud, she goes yeah, to see yeah, her yeah. Sun for a little bit. It, it kind it's of very, it. yeah. it's very quick, isn't it? And it's yeah. like okay, it gives us a tiny bit of information, but then is kind of thrown to one side. And I, I think we're just leaving that alone now, aren't we?
2: Yeah, I but think I, so. I think we've just established that she valued her her career in starfleet yeah. she did a family in some respects which she regrets but at and i the tell same you time, what you know what like, thinking you know, about it
0: that was probably the time where i started to turn on the character because mm. uh, like for the positive because you gave me a reason to feel sympathetic towards that character mm-hmm. because yes she abandoned her kid because she was too focused on work or whatever but she's trying to make amends and we can all understand with one you know we can all uh, identify with someone trying to redeem themselves trying to repair a broken bridge yeah. Um so it, it started to give
2: me some some sympathy towards the character. So we've got uh again, we've still got everything going on, on the on the cube. So Seven arrives and, and decides to help Elnor fight the Romulans. Yep, I've got um, yay! So, seven of nine came back. Yep, so she basically attaches herself to the kind of the Borg queen section, which is a scary thing. You suddenly think, Jesus, is she gonna become a Borg mm-hmm. queen? Which is a scary thing, and you kind of go,
1: actually
2: maybe she did quite well uh but eventually as as they're trying to fight the romulans the romulans realize what's going on and basically just flush all of the uh all of the xbs out into space which does not go down well with seven of nine she's pretty fucking annoyed by that and the romulans basically just abandon the artifact and go okay we now know, know where we need to go and they just up and disappear and as we go back uh, to la Serena, um we then realize that soji Having heard this whole conversation from uh, from Rios about what had happened to his his captain and the fact that he'd met somebody who'd looked similar to her, she suddenly remembers her name, Janna, and suddenly activates a memory, and she suddenly plots a course because she now knows her way home, and that's where we get to the final two. Um, so,
0: yeah, this was the episode w- that started with the fourteen years ago flashback of the Vash seeing the mm-hmm. the the prophecy, should we call it. Um, and yeah, that was where I got totally confused over. Hold on. I thought all these. I thought the, the. I thought O was Tal Shiar. I thought the cruel intentions chick was Tal Shiar. And then I thought the mad lady, who's her auntie, was somebody else entirely. But okay, so they're all Jack Vash. Fine.
2: Yeah, it's basically. It's like Section 31. You've got to look at it. I like got that. There are agents confused. of Section Within Starfleet Intelligence, but they're yeah, still yeah. Section 31. The Zat Vash agents are within the Tal but they're still Zat Vash agents.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I'm kind of... Picard's a little bit... shown to be a little bit rubbish in this episode. Like, he's right in terms of his Starfleet argument, but Rafi makes an interesting point to him that he's making bad calls trusting the wrong people at the minute. And I hadn't thought about that until this stage, but she's absolutely right. He's trusting people on absolutely no knowledge of things, and he's getting bitten in the arse sometimes by it. I, I'll i make a point at the end, but I, I struggled with the old lady head of Starfleet uh, telling him to shut the fuck up. I really struggled with that. I struggled with the swearing in this show quite a mm-hmm. lot, because... I yeah, we had don't a, think it fits. But. We had
2: an F-bomb in Discovery, and we all kind of went, ooh, that doesn't really fit. And I don't think it yeah. fits here either. This is the thing. I've
0: Again, I would argue that Star Trek to, uh, was always more eloquent. It didn't need to swear to make its point. It had eloquency. If you think about, let's think about... Um, first contact i know it's not the tv show but it's a film that his his big speech about no the line will be drawn here and no further they push us back and that that excellent piece of Mm -hmm. of monologue that he goes through is fan-fucking-tastic there you go there's me swearing for no apparent reason but bastard he never swore in it because he never needed to because the performance and the power of the scripting was enough mm-hmm. you didn't need to swear it and it, it, it upset me quite a few times during this show and you know who i kept thinking of every time they swore i just kept hearing ian malcolm in the back of my head saying they were so preoccupied with the fact that they could they didn't stop to think if they should mm-hmm. um soji and picard discussing data over dinner mm-hmm. in this one lovely really enjoyed that little bit um again raffi as i say working things out with the holograms throughout the whole episode i thought that was funny uh interesting you know Gripper, that was good that was what i wanted um now here you go here's the kind of thing where you can say well you've got to let them off for this one because i did make a note of mm-hmm. hold on if we're going to move eight sons. Thousands of light years, and set them in motion in a very specific pattern. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it, the only reason I wrote it is because Star Trek have never really done that sort of thing. You know, they've never really worried. They've always worried about the the gravitational effects and things. It's like we yeah. said about Star Wars with the um if you're killing, you know, using a sun to power a planet, you're not thinking about the physics of the whole thing, yeah. are you? You're not thinking. Um, about, yeah, 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 yeah. But I would accept that with this, you can say to me. Yeah, that's one you've got to let them have. And fair enough, I will. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Agnes, I'm sorry I had to fucking ruin it. No reason, no need for that line. No need for the fuck in there. It's just mm. unnecessary. Um, and then I just had a slight issue with that. The, after doing so well with Rafi finding out all this stuff, at the end of the episode, we have to have a roundtable exposition dump where each of the characters fills into the other characters, the bits they don't know. Mm. But again, as an audience member, I've watched the characters figure this shit out. So I'm aware of it as a viewer. I'm aware of all the parts of the puzzle now. I don't understand why you needed to sit down and let and make me watch all of the characters being made aware of everything. Like normally with those sort of shows... They're, you're, the writers are aware that the audience will know the detail at this stage. So they would start a sequence like that, where everyone sits down and starts sharing their stories, but we'd cut away from it and we'd cut back at the end. Because yeah, actually, as the yeah, viewer, yeah, 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 we yeah. don't need to see the conversation happen. I get that every character needs to be filled in on what everyone else knows. I get that. I just don't feel that the viewer needed to watch it because the viewer was already aware of stuff, or you're assuming that the viewer is a moron, and, or you're concerned that you haven't explained things very well, so you feel the need to to explain it point by point to the viewer. I don't know what the reasoning is there, but it, it, it annoyed me a little bit, because again, it was five minutes where I was sat watching people going, oh, really? Well, you've got that piece. Well, here's this piece, and here's this. And it's like, I know this. I know all the pieces, but that's it. Um, again, we didn't really move anywhere, I didn't feel, in that one. We were sort of stuck learning stuff, but at least I was interested in the stuff we were learning because it was about like Rios and stuff like that, and again, it got me to know and, and care about Rafi a bit more.
2: Back to you. So we get to the final two episodes now, which uh, is is understandably a two-parter at this point. So we've now obviously established where Soji's homeworld is. Um, I think it's called Capellius. I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Yeah, I'm sure it was Capellius. And uh, so they they arrive at the at the home world um, of the the synthetics, uh, as as they are. And at the same time as they're arriving, uh, Narek, uh, the duplicitous ship bastard that he is. Um, I apologise for swearing as much as I do, but I really don't like this character or this uh, or this actor. I've got to say. Now he's
1: bollocks. Far-
0: um, so at the end of the day, my point is that we're not we're not good enough. Um... We're not good enough presenters or you know podcast entertainers to not swear to make our point. Yeah. so
2: that's why we do it, yeah uh, <laughs> uh, so he arrives at starts attacking them. Uh, however, um, it, there's a bit of a problem. These massive planetary system uh, kind of defense mechanisms, these massive flowers, they look like orchids, suddenly mm. spring out. Uh, and engulf the ships and basically drain them of power and kind of drag them down to the planet. So yep. this happens not only to uh, to Narek's ship, it also happens to uh, La Serena and also to the Borg Cube because uh, that suddenly appears as well. So watching a Borg Cube, which is a massive bastard uh, thing, uh, be engulfed with these orchids and being dragged down to a planet – was quite unsettling to see, but also cool yeah. at the same time. Yeah,
0: that, that, um, my first note is the CG for the ship bit was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the board cube re entry when it was coming down through the yeah, atmosphere yeah. and it sort of went through a sonic boom. Yeah. That was fantastic. I thought yeah. it looked incredible. And those flowers, the CG on them was brilliant. I, yeah. I thought they were really inventive, a really clever idea.
2: I think that's the thing. I think we've noticed with this episode and the next one as well that the budget for some yeah. of the special effects was certainly saved up for this kind of thing. Yes, I, I this, do agree. Yeah, I do agree. Um so Picard who's who's been kind of injured as a result of uh, of the crash uh is being sorted and and, and sorted out by Girati who uh, realizes that uh that, that he's got a terminal illness and discusses it with him and instead of hiding it he just tells the crew. Yeah he and he really just like tells that. the crew
0: I really like that because there's nothing worse sometimes than like, a storyline where where th- a character has a secret yeah. that one character knows, and you you know uh, I mean friends played with it for fuck knows how long with Joey knowing about Chandler and Monica, mm. and it was it worked there because it was comedic. they that's, that's exactly yeah, they used yeah, yeah, it yeah. for comedic value, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas this is something very sad. And is something that, yeah, could have dragged on. And it'd be like, you know, you could just see the scenes now with Agnes being in a room with Rios going, there's something I can't tell you. (laughs) You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something I can't tell you. Exactly. But babe, we're together now. You need to be honest with me. I know, <laughs> but it's not to do with you. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, I could write it just as badly as these guys do, but yeah. you know, I, I'm really pleased to their credit that they did not go down that route. And yeah, like you say, he just comes up and goes, yes, this is what's wrong with me. This is the last time we're going to talk about it. Let's carry on.
2: Um. Again, he just owns it. That actually, was like, very Picard.
0: Yeah. I felt that was very Picard. Yeah,
2: that was it. He was just like, right, I uh, have this... Uh degenerative neuro disease um and uh, it's exacerbated and uh, it's uh, it's terminal there's nothing they can do about it and i'm just telling you and i don't want to talk about it from here are we all good okay we're all good if you mention it again i'm gonna get pissed off cool uh, yeah, and, it's very, like uh, uh and, and that's it it's seeing elnor's reaction to it rios is kind of non because he's like okay i've just met this guy uh but obviously Rafi and elnor both take it very personal but don't really say too much on it at this mm-hmm. at this time. So that again, it's just showing the the relationships with them. Moving on from that, we then get the crew, uh, you know, uh, leaving the ship and, and going off to find the settlement, uh, as it's best described, mm-hmm. and finding the rest of uh, the synths. So they do they 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 find who Maddox's partner was, and it turns out to be somebody who looks very very similar mm-hmm. to a certain Lieutenant <clears throat> Commander Data. So was this. Uh, was this Noonian Sung's
0: son? That's the only bit I missed. Was it yes. son or grandson? No, no, no. Like it's that?
2: his. Oh, hang on a minute. It's
0: because I I couldn't work out the timeline of how. It's much... really. Would he have to be like yeah. grand grand
2: grandson? No, I think it's his grandson. Maybe it's okay. his grandson or his son. Because this is it. Because it, we've had so many songs. Because there was one in Enterprise. We obviously yeah. met. Uh, Noonie and Sung In, in uh, Next Gen A couple of times Yes So this must be His son I want to say I guess so Yeah that would make sense um, It's
0: good to uh, I've written like Is, is it old, old Data Is he Sung's son But obviously <laughs> yeah. He wasn't Old Data And then I was like It's good to see Brent Spiner though
2: Yeah and Yeah not, that was it and, uh, I, I, I was yeah. pleased
0: to see Brent Spiner Being able to play Not Data
2: Yeah not having to Sit there for two hours In makeup Getting completely exactly. painted In Blessing. silver and stuff Yeah yeah that's cool um, so we, we obviously start talking with uh, with the synths now and, and just explaining what's been going on and, and et cetera, et cetera. We get introduced to Jana, who was the, the synth that had been killed in front of Rios way back when. We get her twin, because there's always twins apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Does a mind meld because she's apparently practicing this, even though she's a synthetic life form. she still has the ability to mind meld, which which was a bit weird. But at the same time, I'm glad that you
0: felt that was just. I thought that was a bit weird, but at the same time, that was was my point earlier on when I was saying, like, could could the synthetic mind be capable of the same sort of dream sequencing as a Romulan mind in the same way? Yeah, I thought it was Vulcans and Vulcan technique and Vulcan. Uh, biology, to be quite honest, that allowed them to be able to mind meld with people. I didn't realize you could yeah. just study Vulcans and learn how to mind meld.
2: Yeah, I think, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm not sure uh, on that one. I'm yeah, just I'm not a bit sure. Because on again, it's, yeah, there is the bit, point yeah. is it's just there to service the plot. It is very much they so. They need yeah. her to be able to read Agnes's mind to see the message. And they couldn't think of another way of doing it. Yeah. But they went, oh, well, we'll make her be able to mind meld. And it's those and sort of decisions. I'm like,
2: did you need to make that decision? Yeah. Could you not have done it a different way? And so by doing this, she does the mind meld, but actually discerns a different meaning behind it. It's actually that they should be sending out, that the uh, the synth should be sending out a message to uh, to, to these people f- who, who've left this because actually organic life is going to come and kill them. And in fact, maybe they should send a message out and get some help, which is just like... Really? are you are you gonna be that fucking stupid uh which obviously picard is like no no no. i'll fight for you i'll I'll fight for the federation so that you get equal rights and mm. they just don't believe it will happen because he's already been ousted from starfleet they've refused him in the past they don't believe mm. in I'm what gonna be he's got to do i like that bit
0: i liked that um, bit. bit if they'd have turned around and go yes we'll follow you i'd have been like what what credentials yeah, have they got the starfleet exactly.
2: are not listening to him yeah. at all and that's it it's it's, it's a hail mary he's like no 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 this is and I've sent a message, and, and it's just not going to work. And we all know it's not going to work, and they, they end up taking him prisoner. Um, so have you got anything to say on that one before we just jump to the finale? Uh,
0: no, other than, uh, no. I just wrote, it's Rise of the Machines! Judgment mm-hmm. Day is upon us. Very um, much so. It, it was very much Terminator 2 uh, Judgment yeah. Day-esque at times. Yeah. Um. And I, I, my final line is: it was a bit of a slow episode. It was yeah. a, a what I call a chess piece mover. Yeah. So you're you're moving all your pieces into position for the checkmate in the next episode. Yes. So okay, I'll accept that. Let's you know, as long as your final episode delivers, I'm happy with a chess piece mover to yeah. to get us there.
2: Yeah. So uh, so okay, so at this point, final episode, we've got Picard, who's now being held prisoner. We had Narek who was being held prisoner, but gets let go by the, uh, by the twin, Sutra. uh, by, uh, by Sutra. And, uh, yeah, so she lets him go. Um, still a bit of a weird one. And she kills one of her siblings as well. Yeah. I don't really understand that, the that, that point. Really of that really confused the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Even towards the end of the next episode, I was a bit like, okay, I'm still not understanding this. It's like she had her own agenda, which I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe it's because her twin was killed. Who's to fucking say? Mm. Um, but basically, Narek has, has, has gone off to find the crew of La Serena and convinces Rafi, uh, Rios and Elnor to help him basically destroy the synths, uh, the, the, the beacon that they're building. Girati. Um, Now, getting used to this whole duplicitous act, um, who said, oh, I'm going to stay and these are my children and I'm apparently their mother and all this, uh, was was bullshitting the the entire Mm -hmm. time and uh, is only there to help free Picard. Um, And they escape uh, to La Serena and uh, Picard, (laughs) in one of the best things of this entire series, finally becomes the pilot he was way back when. And that is just brilliant. Um, just watching him fly a ship and he's talking to her and he's like, would you excuse me it's been a while since i've actually piloted the yeah. ship and then you think back to way back when where she actually talks about the picard maneuver yes. and again these are the little things that are going like, fucking hell like yeah that was a funny line wasn't remember. it she's like oh we could yeah. do
0: this and call it the picard maneuver
2: yeah oh hang on i've just remembered that's a thing already isn't it <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's 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 Kind of fun. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So there's this whole thing going on with them trying to to stall the Romulans uh, who were out in space because um, a, a sudden fleet of, of Romulan ships, which we knew was incoming anyway, commanded by uh, Commodore O, suddenly appears in, uh, in in orbit. While this is going on, um, obviously, Doctor Sung discovers that one of his children uh, is actually not who she says and uh, and. Doesn't exactly agree with what she's done, so he decides to incapacitate her after having kind of discussed things with the the the, the crew of the Serena. Um, so Soji again, I think, is is realizing what's going on, um, and basically realizes that she needs to do the right thing, and so they stop the beacon from being activated and, and basically destroy it. So she kind of finds her own, own own sense instead of following everybody, which was which was good. Um, and obviously, at this moment, we we realise that Picard on the ship is beginning to succumb to his illness. Um, but uh, until unfortunately, at the moment, that that is just not possible because everything going on. He's just like, no, no, no. You need to give me some medication to to prolong me for a little bit longer. I I need to be able. to. So she does. Uh, but this is not gonna. You know, this isn't gonna make his life any longer. It's just gonna basically give him a, a few moments of normality or or mental capacity to do what needs to be done and he's distracting the romulans using another MacGuffin. can't even remember where it came from this weird little device which replicates Les arena like a thousand times so there's kind of holographic in, uh holographic images of that all over the bloody place um but finally the staff and Ma- armada uh does arrive and lo and behold guess who's at the front of it Captain Riker, which I thought oh, yes. was absolutely brilliant. As soon as yeah. he came on screen, there were a few times during this series where I was like, "Yes!" and I shouted out yeah, loud. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, of that was definitely yeah. one of them. Uh, even if he shows ship... up, Riker acting captain, yay, and good speech, Riker. Yeah. Even if the ship does look shit, they're like, "Yeah, this is our new form of ship." It looks shit, and you have basically yeah, just taken crazy, the the, the bridge it? of the Discovery and kind of revamped it. I get that restrictions, blah blah blah, but the ship itself. I mean, we've gone from the Enterprise D to the Enterprise E, looking badass, to mm. these fucking horrible thing. Oh my god! Like, go back and redo your starships. Yeah, but life, certainly please.
0: the the battleships should should look a bit cooler.
2: Yeah, even the Defiant, for Christ's sake that was that was a warship. Man, that looked badass, but anyway. Um. So yeah. So the the Federation arrives uh, with Starfleet and basically says, so, "Nope, sorry, we're we're actually gonna uh, we're gonna grant them amnesty. We're we're gonna listen to them. This is his first contact. Yeah. Up on." Uh, and Riker does not take kindly to the fact that uh, that the person leading this is the former head of uh, Starfleet Security. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, I don't know whether you are, Romulan. Don't really care. Jog on." Uh, he, I mean, Riker's clearly never been a huge fan of the Romulans anyway, but no. even more so now um so at this uh soji's obviously uh t- turns the beacon off uh, b be- beacon off which, which she's done uh the romulans are like okay well the beacon's off starfleet are here there's fuck all we can do so they bugger off um but uh picard is now really suffering from the effects uh, of his brain abnormality and uh, is beginning to die so uh jurati, um beams oh, sorry jurati and he beam-, beam down to the planet and he's obviously having a conversation with all of them around him and he's basically just saying goodbye. But you and I both know at this point that's just not going to happen, is it? No, nope. because why? We'd already been introduced to a synthetic body, uh, yes. which uh, apparently like last be able, yeah, so it should be able to uh, take on the uh, essence of a human intelligence, it's so that you could so so to speak live forever. Mm-hmm. So as he dies and everybody is coming to this emotional impact. We've got Elnor and, and Rafi having a little heart to heart and Elnor gets very upset and Rafi gets very upset and there's tears going around everywhere. And what do we get? Yep. They decide to put his consciousness into this body because they, they, that's what they decide to do. So Jirati Sung and, um, and Soji decide that that's what they're going to do. So we now get a, out-of-body experience where Picard is now having a conversation with data.
0: He's Um, in a quantum
2: simulation. Quantum simulation, thank you. Uh, So they're now having this conversation. Now, you know what? It's completely ridiculous that this conversation is going on, but also in the grand scheme of A, sci-fi, B, Star Trek, and C, the the idea that we don't really understand um, life and death in, in, in the sense of what happens when you die. You know, does your consciousness stay... In that capacity, similar to how Data and Picard are having this conversation, Picard ac- accepts the fact that he's dead and that Data mm. is dead, but he's not dead. And and all the, it's, a, it's this very, very interesting conversation about life and its meanings and where does life officially end? And things like that. It's, it's just a really cool conversation. I've yeah, got to yeah. say.
0: No, I, I totally went with this sequence. I, I I understood it and everything because they'd they'd needed to copy Picard's brain to uh, take it into the the uh, the android. So it stands to reason that his mind would be in a place uh, where Data's is because we know Data's brain is still there and still exists uh, in that's in their systems. So yeah, it made sense to me that they would both meet on the the quantum plane, if you like um while they're both in storage <laughs> and they're waiting to put Picard's brain or whatever back mm. into the the Android. But yeah, I thought it was a good discussion. I did think it was it was very interesting that bit.
2: So yeah, so he gets uh he finally gets again, which has been the crux of the majority of this series, he gets that goodbye from data. He finally has that goodbye conversation. Because uh, as as weird as it is, he never has that conversation. Data chose to to save Picard's life way back at Nemesis and got off the ship. Geordie helped him uh, in order to say... He never got to say goodbye to Data, and that's always something that's obviously held him back a little bit because he never got that chance to say goodbye to his friend, who he clearly loved. It doesn't matter that he was synthetic. He clearly loved him, and it's clear that Data loved him, as Soji had said uh, yeah. way back when. As you say, there was this that moment where she says, he loved you, and you just see that that visual and again this is where patrick stewart for his credit is very good at times it so just mm. has that visual cue and you just kind of go oh that really got got to his heartstrings didn't it mm. um it. yeah uh, so this this goodbye conversation and basically data saying this, this you won't see me again i don't want to i don't want to have to go through the prosthetic makeup i don't want to have to dress up like data anymore for you patrick Stewart." <laughs> <Get> <laughs> yes off. please kill, uh, <laughs> me properly kill me now do me a favor and leave me alone so he uh he basically wants to be as human as possible and he wants a finality he doesn't want to be alive forever he wants his uh you know this in, this piece of machinery that's keeping him alive so to speak turned off he d- he doesn't want to be there anymore which is a beautiful thing because again data trying to uh, still connect to that humanity even if the, he's physically dead in you know emotionally and spiritually he wants that death as well uh so we get that picard awakes in his now new synthetic golem body um they do tell him that unfortunately he hasn't got any of the upgrades so he's not got super speed or super strength he's basically as he was he'll just live a little bit longer because they've also tuned the body so that it'll last a number of years yeah. so it's a it, very very weird thing yeah, with we've, this we've whole made sure that picard can
0: thing. still die you know for, yeah. for just in case something happens to patrick stewart
2: you know, yeah basically while yeah we're still he's still making the series like we still he need to kill does, him off and... but explain why an android can die yeah so uh so at this point mo- uh we- we're obviously left at the final final moments of the series uh so the federations now lifted the ban on the synths uh picard soji set off with uh, la Serena, with with rios with rafi with elnor with seven uh with Gerati. so everybody's now kind of part of the crew for what adventures and whatnot who's to say now we know there's going to be a season two because he's already asked Whoopi goldberg to come back as gynan mm-hmm. so we already know that's going to happen where this is going to go uh, who's to say uh, but i mean as, as as a whole the series Hang on. was uh, had its ups and its downs uh that i ain't finished with episode 10 yet um so
0: yeah the finale <sighs> i wish it was better I, the pacing was all off. I thought we were going to be a faster paced episode because we spent the last episode doing the slow drag of moving the chess pieces into place. Nothing gets going for 20 minutes. We're 20 minutes into the episode before. No, actually we're 20 minutes in and I'm writing notes uh, that Agnes is playing everyone now, because now we discovered that she's playing the synths about halfway through the episode. The threat finally arrives. Okay, let's go. We had the lovely MacGuffin from Agnes again on the ship. Oh, if only we had this thing that we need to do, this impossible thing that we can't do. Oh, I have one right here. That was nice. Um, And the Riker thing was lovely. But the point, the excitement, quote-unquote excitement, the the thing we were building towards is done in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is done in 10 minutes. And Then I I found myself thinking, well, what am I going to do for the next 20 minutes? Oh, you know, other than watch Picard die, which I know is not going to happen. So I'm not going to get invested in these emotional goodbye sequences. Because, all right, Picard's body's going to die. Fair enough. Yes, his body is going to die, but he's not going to die. And I know this already because Patrick Stewart told me there's going to be a season two. He's Mm -hmm. told me he's invited Whoopi Goldberg along Mm -hmm. and they're just not that risk-taking to actually kill him off. I wish they would have. To be quite honest, I wish they'd killed Picard at the end of this season and just leave it alone. Um. So yeah, stop saying fuck, Ra, I've written, because clearly someone must have said fuck again. And then we're on to Rios and Seven of Nine discussing losing cut. K- He's not gone, Doofus is. He's mm-hmm. not gone. Mm-hmm. So I am not going into this. And then I'm writing, how long are we going to drag this out for? Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. Cut to Elnor and Raffi doing exactly the same thing. I'm not going with it because I'm not a moron. And I have very clearly seen what you have set up and very clearly put in important places for the viewer to pick up. I know that you are going to put him in the body that you showed us earlier in the last episode. I know that's going to happen. Why would you lead me along thinking it's not? I just don't understand. Um, I don't get Rios and Agnes being a couple, to be honest. <laughs> no. That feels a little bit forced. I don't see why either of them likes the other at
2: this point. It's, it's like they were trying to hit certain marks with this series. Like, oh, well, we need a romantic kind of. pairing and we need well, this yeah, and we need it, that. Towards the end, blah,
0: blah, blah. it looks like we're maybe getting a seven of nine and Raffi going to become a couple because they sort of yeah, hold hands. They're sort of they chatting. Do. Yeah. And, then and they I've sort got hold no hands problem, with, the that. No hey, problem again, with that. No problem with that. Again, I've got no issue with it. Actually, those two characters I can see working yeah, because they are both yeah. broken, strong female yeah. characters. I think we'd already established that... that ...would
2: find s- in each other uh, an understanding. Yeah, I think we'd established within the series, obviously the relationship Serenot had, had with this person who'd abducted Echeb and stuff, that they'd obviously had a very personal yeah. Yeah, yeah. relationship. So we'd already kind of got that inkling um which is funny because you just think well clearly that's what chicote did to her he uh you know clearly he wasn't the best but um <laughs> sorry Chakotay, sorry to give you a bit of shit there no. uh yeah no i mean as 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 a final episode it was disjointed and all over the bloody place um again the severity of what was going on we knew that picard was going to come back into a synth body there wasn't a person alive that didn't believe that that was going to happen. As soon as you saw the synth body and as soon as uh, Agnes saw it, you went, Oh, she's going to put Picard into that because she knows, she she knows that he's dying and she's going to go, Oh, that's a good way for him to survive. It was always going to be the case. Why are you having the fake goodbyes when we know we're not going to say goodbye? And nobody said hello to him when he came back going, Oh, well done. They were just on the ship again. Just very disjointed. Mm. Um, I think the series as a whole, had some good points a lot of bad points not gonna lie a lot of bad points uh in terms of casting in terms of writing in terms of structure uh in terms of pacing i do uh I, i do value the fact that they tried something different and that's the thing they can't you know they can't always just go well this is the way it's gonna be they have to try something a bit different without sticking to the same formula i value them for trying something different but again, go back to discovery. They tried something a bit different with their first series, and it didn't go down well. Reevaluate before you go back to season two, and establish what made season one work well, and what made season one really not work well. And make sure you don't make the repeats.
1: Mm.
0: I just, I, I, I don't know what more story there is to tell here. I don't mm. know what I'm interested in anymore. Yeah, because this series was just when this about... was announced. I was like. The only part of Picard's history that I'm interested in right now, and to be quite honest, because of the age Patrick Stewart is at, he, he is not, he's still a great actor. Of course he is, but he isn't quite as on form as he was back in the late 90, you know, the, back through the 90s when he was playing Jean Luc. Of course he's not, because he's not that age anymore. And I don't want to, I'm not interested in old man Picard. Going around the galaxy. Now, fair enough. It's not old man Picard anymore because now he's an android, so he's not going to be, you know, uh, he's he hasn't got an old man's body anymore. But the only bit I was interested in was what happened from the you know between him being a captain at the end of Nemesis and him becoming an admiral, for example. That that's the piece of his story that I have any interest left in because it I know it would hit the nostalgia beats. Of getting the original cast back again, I know you can't do that because you'd probably have to recast everyone because you don't want to de-age everyone every episode and every frame to make them look young enough to do it. So I, I don't think they should do that. But that's my point. If you're not going to do that bit, what left? What else is there? Yeah, it's uh, it's like I if don't you're know gonna, why I should come gonna go back, back with for the name two.
2: of Picard. Uh, if you're going to go on with the name of Picard, then it's uh it, i don't know oh god uh, of all the comparisons um where bloody you know right at the end of the thing he goes i'm a skywalker uh, have have this uh have soji turn around and she goes oh yeah i'm soji picard she she becomes part of his family i don't know or something like that would have made a bit more sense than picard the name because his brother has died his nephew has died so there is nobody to carry on the picard name he's got a couple of romulans running his uh his vineyard and hopefully they had a good year and they uh they had a good harvest and that's one of the things that I want to know by the end of the season. You know, that, that was the important thing at the beginning of the season if you recall. Yeah, we we lost the them quite early on, didn't we? Um but again, those were two characters I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the two Romulans uh, because they were different and because we we've seen uh, Picard interact with different species and the fact that he's two best friends are Romulans is like, well, that's just a bit weird. Um th- there are, uh, are too many lingering questions with this series as well. Um you know, what what about the Romulans, you know, Commander O's now in charge? well, hang on a minute, you you were in charge of Starfleet Head of Security. Surely you know a bit. You've still got no home planet. What's going on there? What happened with the XBs? Because, uh, you know, Seven kind of left them on their own um, at the end of that thing and just kind of mm-hmm. went, you know, uh, what, what about the synths? You know, uh, you know Soji has left them now. Are they going to stay there with Sung? Who's to say? What was that weird thing that was going to come out of that portal? That looked awesome. I want to know what that was.
0: Oh, you know what that reminded me of? There's um uh that reminded me of the Sentinels from The Matrix. Yes. The yes. little claw hands coming yes. out through it, yeah. looking like they're gonna pull themselves through. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. My my thought was after that vanished. I was like, but why are they gonna stay vanished? Surely yeah. if if that planet sent the signal to these people, just because the planet closed mm. the portal, it doesn't mean that those people don't know where that planet is now. Yeah. So, surely they can just come straight over to that planet if they want to.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, where is Narek? Apparently he just disappears by the end of it. Um, Obviously, the sister gets killed off, hopefully. Uh, There was a bit of her that was weird. Because how did she end up back on the cube again?
0: Because the last we saw her, she was on the cube. She was being attacked by XBs. Yeah. And there were about 15 all over her. And then she looked like they were going to tear her apart. And then I thought she transported out of yeah, there. yeah she
2: did and then she suddenly went back again because then all uh, the romulan
0: yeah. ships flew off and then the next time we see the cube she's back on it no explanation of how she was on the cube in the first place just like yeah. oh no i've been here all along no no, no. Yeah. you transported yeah. out yeah. of there
2: weird who cares hopefully she's dead uh i i fucking hope so if they bring her back i'd just oh. Yeah. um, Again, like the the fact that uh, Agnes got away with murdering somebody, and they didn't seem too cut up about it. Like, oh, okay, we understand it. She still committed murder. Like, she still murdered somebody. Innocent, as far as I'm aware. Like, that's still a problem. Um, But yeah, it's like, what, what, what is the next mission? So it's intriguing. Um, I I credit the fact that Patrick Stewart tried to do something different. I wish it had been different in many places. Uh, I I think the, the the notes which hit home the most was the bit which he said he didn't want to do, which is uh, getting all of the old cast yeah. in just just for doing it. Guess what, pal? Those were the best fucking times. They were. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry to say, but seeing Riker and seeing Troy, and yeah, I get yeah. it, you want to do it for a new generation, doesn't doesn't always necessarily I get, work. Again, thinking when, about
0: you know, it as a whole, um, now that we do, I think the reason that I don't really care where we go next is because the only time I feel like we had a crew that... Uh, the, you know are a crew and do you you remember when we were discussing the expanse and i said there was a bit like partway through the second season where i finally looked at them and And when you went the you're the crew of the ross and anti yeah yeah yeah. and it just because you see them and you get it because they kept splitting the storylines and having seven of nine and elnor over here for a bit and then them over there for a bit and then just picard and soji for a bit and then bringing it the one time I got to see the crew as a crew is in the final shot. Yeah, it is in the
2: final shot. Yeah, yeah And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah.
0: and and I should be looking at that going, oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to where these guys go next. Yeah. But that's pretty much the first time yeah. in 10 episodes that you've gathered them all together yeah. for me to get and to know how they play together as a dynamic. Will they, I've they never even be a crew?
2: That. Will they even be a crew? This is the thing. It's Quite. like, oh, okay, yeah, they've gone off into the stars. What is your mission? Like, you're not a Starfleet yeah. ship. Where are you going? Oh, <laughs> on to the where, where are you going? What are you doing? So, okay, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they sort season two out. If they don't sort season two out, they're done. Is yeah. all I can say and this after is the, the reception I'm, of this one.
0: The only reason I care about any of this is, you know, I've thought about this a lot when we're talking about things. It's like you said about, you know, Green Lantern would inspire a rant in me. Actually, I care so little about it mm. as a thing I, it, it's disappointed me so much that I don't care about it to get angry about it anymore mm-hmm. but I was so excited about this yeah. and that is why I am so upset that at two different points in the first five episodes I'd have run away I'd have mm. stopped watching because I don't care to watch shit anymore just because it's there for me to binge if you're mm. not keeping me enjoy, you know, engrossed in the show I'm done and, you know, we've both watched some stuff. I'm sure there's, um, you know, I think about Jessica Jones, the, the, the first season of Jessica Jones on Netflix. we um, it on Netflix. Second season. Shite. I loved it. But being fair, it takes a hell of a long time to get going. It does. Uh,
2: and that's why I'm the second season. It's
0: Kristen Ritter, who at that moment I didn't realize was any kind of actress and very quickly learned that she was incredible. The character she's portraying is deep and complex and interesting and has backstory for us to discover and she's playing against who oh that's right just david tennant so i'm thoroughly engrossed in all of the early slowness because of the acting quality and the the material they're working with there keeps me engrossed in the slower moments so that when we finally kick up and get some superhero stuff going i was already on board. And that's what this never got me. It never got me into the characters
2: early enough. It was episode six, seven, eight, before I'm actually caring about half of the cast. I've made a a number of allowances within this series because I was like, okay, they're trying something new and they're doing this. And uh, at the same time, uh, I think we're also so used to bulk viewings now. and Genuinely, that is one of the problems, I think, in this. If they'd have released this as an entirety in one sitting, I think it may have been a bit easier. But those weeks between episodes was too long but for but, you to question uh, or or sit there and and wonder about this that and the other if they'd have dropped it all in one may have been better but, but you, i well, think you're know.
0: making an excuse for poor storytelling True, i don't but, understand I like if if they released 10 episodes all at once or if they released them weekly i mm. still would have bailed at episode three and episode five i don't care whether you've given me the whole series to watch because i'm not going to watch through to mm. episode 10 If I'm out at episode three, I don't care about the next seven hours that you've put for me because you've done a crap job of getting me on board with your show within the first three hours. Mm. And to be fair, three hours is me being generous. If you haven't engrossed me in the first three hours of your show, the first three episodes, four episodes, maybe if it's a sort of half an hour, 40 minute -er, then I'm I'm not on board. You haven't written your show well enough. Like you just because it's a binge watch show, it doesn't mean that you don't need a hook. And they know this because they gave us the hook in the first episode. I just feel the hook undid all the good work that they'd done through the episode. You know, the hook was where's the oh, this character's died. Why? And oh, there's another one out there like her. Let's go and find her. So they had the hook, they understand the the basics, I just don't think they managed it. And like I say, it's irrelevant to me whether you release 13 episodes or 20 episodes or 5 episodes on one day, if I'm not interested as I'm going through it, I'm not going to watch them all, because I've become a more discerning viewer over my time. Time was that yes, I would have just sat and watched it all, time was that I did with the Arrowverse shit, as we've said
2: before. <laughs> I should I have bailed. Cle- on... I was clever enough never to do that.
0: Well, that's it. I should have bailed on it far before I did. But mm-hmm. eventually, I, I realized I don't want to watch this show. I'm sitting down to watch this every week because it is part of my routine. I'm Again, not we'll doing re- it because I actually yeah. enjoy it and I want yeah. to watch it.
2: This both of us have, have, have recently said about uh, our, our panache for uh, watching wrestling, especially with the yeah. zero crowd reaction. Yeah. It doesn't feel the interested. same. I'm just no. I'm not bothered. Just no. not bothered. Yeah. And that's, that's it. it. It's, it's not the too same mature. Show. It's not the same experience. We're too so. mature now to uh, sit here and watch the crap. Uh, yeah, you know, reality it. TV and stuff like that. If you want to watch that, fine. Mm. That's, that's your own kettle that's, of fish. Put that's why in the last two episodes
0: we've recorded, ladies and gentlemen, you have not heard mentioned Tiger King once. Yeah. Because I do not give two shits about watching Tiger King, quite frankly, because what Netflix calls a documentary sometimes, in inverted commas, I call reality TV.
2: And what I laugh about is that there are so many people going, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's so great. It's so funny. And I'm like, all these celebrities going, oh, I want to do a make. Oh, I want to do a remake. And I want to do... Okay, he's a piece of shit and Mm -hmm. you're all fucking stupid. Yes.
0: You're you're enabling a piece of shit basically you're 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 enabling the delusions of grandeur that these fucking morons from the deep south of america have and i'm not saying that everyone from the deep south if you're listening from the deep south hi y'all but um i'm not saying you're all morons but let's be fair there are there, there seems to be quite a few down that way the, the never really got out of the bayou. The
2: depiction like of them in the media is that they're a bunch of morons. As with any other, you know, any other group, I'm just, sure there are a bunch of nice people just as much as there are a bunch exactly, of assholes.
0: Exactly, there will be sensible ones among them. But Christ, he does not do a good job for international relations with your country.
2: But then again, neither do the Kardashians. Then again, nor does the still. president. Hey! No, neither does the president, neither do um, the Kardashians. But still. Anyway, we digress. I do, I do digress, find it quite amusing at the minute, just as a
0: slight side point that's nothing to do with music. I, I do Movies. Uh, I, I do find it quite amusing watching Donald Trump in his daily briefings at the minute, where he is just like a man, a, a first time actor on a, on a set reading from a script like and you can see all the people behind him going don't deviate off the script just read the fucking script just read the fucking script it's oh hilarious. god he went off
2: script didn't he oh, yeah that's
0: it god oh we'll be open real soon real soon off oh, trump what are you doing anyway i digress it does amuse me at the minute watching those things um yeah i yeah i was disappointed i think overall i wouldn't i wouldn't say that there aren't There aren't highlights in there. Mm -hmm. I think most of them are when it's twigging my nostalgia strings. Mm. I think the only stuff I can think of with new characters that that really came anywhere close is, like I say, the stuff with Raffi and Rios's holograms Mm -hmm. and the way all that's put together. That really got me. But other than that, I mean, I I don't like Agnes's character. uh, I'm not
2: not a huge Alison Pill fan. I don't
0: don't feel that we've got a handle on her character either because the character has been so duplicitous and playing this Mm -hmm. side, then playing that side then having her own agenda, then playing this side then playing that side, then doing this I don't feel I have a base on where her character is and what her character is as a baseline, you know Um, and yeah like I say, Raffi and Rios, they're great Soji's okay now that she's you know, discovered stuff and that we know who she is but I yeah, I don't know where her story goes next because she's sort of discovered all about her past now. So again, where do we go next? Where's the mm. character development for us to to go next? I I don't know.
2: Well, well the only thing we do know about season two is that Gwyneth will be in it, and to be honest, uh, that will probably be the highlight of season two because yeah, any interaction problem, yeah. between Patrick and Whoopi Goldberg on screen was always gold. Yeah, so usually,
0: usually, you know. Um, I wish I, uh, they're not going to, but I'd like them to kick a key Goldsman out of the writer's room before they come back. But I don't think they will, unfortunately. Mm. He's unfortunately done enough shit that he manages to get himself in every fucking writer's
2: room and people seem to forget. But hey, ho.
0: Um, yeah. Any, any final comments?
2: No. Uh, as I say, uh, you know, this is, uh, a series that I think, again, I think we're, we've spoken about this a little bit longer than we probably would uh, because we're both passionate about Star Trek. We've yeah, gone through absolutely. Star Trek, we've gone through Next Generation, we've gone through DS9, Voyager, mm-hmm. all of the films and Discovery, and now we're at this, and I suppose our expectations um, were higher. So yeah, I'm absolutely. disappointed in that I, have no,
0: I have no hesitation to say that the the hype... That I had surround, you know, that that I had bought into, if you like, or as you say, my expectations were incredibly high. I've, I've, you know, but it doesn't mean that things can't meet those expectations. I went into Avengers Endgame with insanely high expectations, with ten years worth of high expectations. And I came Such away. Such a shit film. Such I know. A shit film, bullshit, it? <laughs> wasn't it? I came away, <laughs> you know, feeling that every single one of my expectations had been met, mm-hmm. exceeded in some cases, and I was happy with with what I'd been shown. And you know, yeah, I uh, this just did not deliver what i wanted it to deliver i don't think and like you say, maybe that's you know as with all these things that's a personal thing obviously maybe i went in with the wrong ideas or or maybe i you know i i did pick too much in the early phases instead of trying to get on board with the characters i don't know i just don't feel that i was you know some things grab you by the neck and drag you along for the ride Mm. and i i it was not until very late in this series where i felt any sense of that
2: So thank you everybody for joining us on this discussion of the first season of Picard. Uh, Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll approach the second season when it comes around and, uh, and hopefully it'll be better, but for now, uh, thank you for joining us and please do, as always, please pop your comments on the uh, Facebook page um, at facebook.com forward slash the screen masters and let us know your thoughts.
0: Go on. You're doing well. You're doing the sign off. Yeah.
2: Well, I was <laughs> going to do the awesome. whole No, that's fine. I was just
0: letting you go. You're doing it all right. No, no, no. Um, you know, everyone's so still well. No, I'm over to you, you now. You can do the Send you us a message. <laughs> Are we right? Are we wrong? Did you like it? Do you want to see another <laughs> season? Who knows? Send us a message on the Facebook page. As I say, if you go over to the Facebook page I've, on the 13th of April, a uh, quiz was posted up there uh, for you to fill in the missing words. It's uh, to do with. Uh, movie titles with numbers in the name, and you need to fill in the blank words to make the title. Um, by all means, go over there, have some fun with it, let us know how you get on, and uh, we shall see you next time. So, for now, I shall say, I've been fluff. No, oh,
2: I've been no. Well,
0: no, yeah, I I mean, won't. You, you did it. I was doing <laughs> it just because you were like after all the Bye shit i gave you at the beginning of the episode yeah, as well after you all know. that shit wayne leave the shit at the beginning in now because i've just fucked up the end so it makes sense it's good <laughs> um, it, it comes good it's like we planned it that way then yeah we'll uh, say that we'll say that we'll try again <laughs> i'll say i have been bav and i have been fluff and this has been
1: screen Masters.